0: that's fair okay now we're recording which is fine because i don't think anybody nothing was missed okay no this was just me
1: talking about my um i do have i guess wiggly tough for the chat um i didn't get wiggly tough i got i got rachel and Mia a bunch of stuff um but then i was also like well i have to get something for me too because i'm just, and i i am running out of room on my desk and i say that and i keep finding more <laughs>
2: of Senator Andrea Stewart Cousins. No one is available to take your call at this time, but if you leave us a detailed message with your name and number, we'll be sure to get back to you. If you would like to reach your office in the Capitol, please call five one eight four five five two seven one five. If this is a district related matter, please call 914-423-4031. Thank you for calling and have a great day.
0: Okay, you're gonna you're gonna speak in my-
2: for this mailbox.
1: It is full. Thank you for calling. If you know the extension oh, of the person nice.
0: you Okay, so he's full. Let's try his other number. Don't worry. I've got lists on lists. We can be here. We're not even going to talk about Legends yes, of Tomorrow. So I'm just trying to find someone with an empty mailbox.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, I mean, it's a good thing that the mailboxes are full. That means people are calling. Um, and it is important to keep this pressure up. Please hold while I transfer your call. Your call is being forwarded to a MyTel voicemail system. Senator Stewart-Cousins' office. Is not available. Please leave a message at the tone. When finished, you may hang up or press pound for additional options.
0: I'm calling to or- urge Majority Leader Stewart-Cousins to commit to pass the bill to repeal 50A 2513 S. 3695 carried by Senator Bailey and Assemblyman O'Donnell and pass the police STAT Act and oppose any and all attempts for modification Um, I am a resident of New York City I am disgusted to see how the NYPD has terrorized the citizens of this city over the last week we have watched New Yorkers in Brooklyn Buffalo and across the state be subject to police violence We need the Legislature Act and prioritize police transparency. Will the majority leader commit to bring the bill to repeal 50A to the floor with no modifications or replacements? Thank you for your time. Done. And you just try to do one person, two people. Um, I usually encourage people to do three because I like things in threes.
1: Yes. Go as hyper-local as you can, um, honestly. Those are the people, like, everyone is going to be blowing Chuck Schumer's phone up, as well they should, um, but if you get it down to, like, your district, um, and, like, like like a, it can be a city council clerk, it doesn't matter, um, those are the people who are likely to have the empty voicemail boxes and are the most likely to listen to the five or six calls they get. Um, Me on just, hold with you know. Chuck
0: Schumer, again, every fucking day. <laughs> Do
1: you remember, do you remember when we, we were we were just at like an outdoor um street market?
0: Wasn't he there? He was there. Chuck Schumer was there I at the, the outdoor that's street that's market. That's and I was like, what is the what is the policy for clotheslining What's Chuck Schumer? Of, like
1: doing like the like the fucking Slurpees they had on Glee. Like, can we throw a Slurpee at Chuck Schumer? Does that count as a uh, praxis? Um I actually want to give I know a lot of people right now are sort of looking to Twitter for their news coverage. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing per se. Um, But I feel like people should probably have a couple of um, trusted sources, uh, people who do this, who who cover protests um, and, you know, commit to activism outside of like this one moment. Um, So, you know, you're getting good information. I just want to pull up a couple of Good names for you. Hold on. Um, And these are people I follow. um, You know, I've been following. I've been following actually most of them since Charlottesville. A lot of them, that was where they kind of got their start, um, at least in terms of being like Twitter journalists. Um, I'm going to recommend... Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to type them in our chat. I'm going to have Rachel post them in the chat for you guys so that way you don't have to listen to me um, spelling them out as soon as I figure out how the fuck to open the chat function in Skype.
0: <laughs> I Nothing open, makes me feel like difficult. an old fucking person than it's the awful. difficulties it's I've awful. been having.
1: They've completely, completely revamped it. Like, now it's okay, there we go. It was just, they've completely revamped it and I'm old, so I'm, like, I'm old oh, and okay, I'm afraid I,
0: of everything.
2: I was trying this whole time to like change the picture. So at least you didn't have to see the blue Skype box. And unlike Zoom and every other damn web cloud system, it does not let you do that. So you're just stuck with the blue Zoom, I mean, Skype thing. Of course. In a lot of ways. Unless you have unless you have your, I mean, I do, like
0: when I had my uh, camera turned off, I it can, was- If you have a uh, picture of you, I can just put it, it in was, on OBS.
2: Ooh, yeah, okay. Let me send you the thing via the chat.
1: But, uh, yeah, I typed up, so Rachel will post those in the chat. Those are three people who routinely cover um, protests um, on the ground um, in Richmond and Portland. I remember one of you fucking decided to make uh, a Twitch
0: account called Phil (laughs) Clemmer. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to
1: hell. Uh, (laughs) But um, I can vouch for like all three of them Um, they're really fucking good at what they do and I've been obsessed I've been doom scrolling on their pages for like the past four days so Uh, if you're gonna get your news sources from the internet just be smart about who you are following to get these sources Um, you know this is a thing where it's like I understand why I get caught up in like oh fuck everyone's retweeting this this thing is like 500 retweets it must be true Like I, I get it you gotta look for a secondary source on everything Um, and I don't know if I'm preaching to the choir on this or not, because I can never tell, but it can't hurt to tell you again, because so much of the internet is designed to make digging for these sources fucking impossible. Um, so follow people you can trust, um, who are already accredited journalists is kind of my best advice going forward. Um, when you want information about these topics, because they will, you know, after these protests are done, stuff is still going to have to get coverage. I mean, fuck, they're still doing... They're literally only now doing trials um, for some of the Nazis that were involved in Charlottesville, and that was two years ago. Branded merchandise. That was 2018. So, you know, it's that thing where it's like you... It's after the protest is quieted down, the legal proceedings are honestly just as important to follow, even though they get way less press and they go much slower. Um, But I think keeping abreast of this stuff and being aware of how the legal system operates to deal with um, white supremacists specifically and uh, just the continuing legal battle about um, a lot of all right organizing is still super important to follow and keep a hold of. It is so fucking depressing. I will say so also,
0: cause I'm going to be transferring this from a live stream to like something you can listen to on SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, yeah. the links that we have provided are in the description of this post. Yeah. If you're Ooh. listening to this in the future, I, uh, are we alive still? <laughs> what happened? Genuinely. What the fuck? How,
1: how, how are we doing? Um, if you are listening, listening to this outside of like, you know,
0: like a, like an oil drum that's on fire. Um, Congrats uh, on your uh, match. Can I just spot. mention Dominic Purcell posted a video to his Instagram stories today? And every right. time I say Dominic Purcell I posted a like, video to his Instagram stories Purcell. today, no it hurts. <laughs> yeah, but when you what was the video? It them. was just him like in 2020 in 2 weeks we're going to have an earthquake. And then we're going to have a flood. And then we're going to have a tornado. And I'm like, "One Excuse me. I hate that you have an Australian accent. That's offensive to me, personally. Two, he's going. He's doing the gray beard thing again. He shaved it off. It's coming back. Don't like it. Three, could you Don't take like this it. seriously, please? People are fucking dying. People are literally dying. Hi, television's Dominic Purcell. Just... Could you take this fucking seriously? Can you,
1: this, can you take this seriously? Can we take this seriously? Um, That being
2: said... God. Well, uh, although... Yeah. To, to Not necessarily to be fair, but Dominic did also post a picture of one of his best friends who is black and about how they had a conversation and he learned about the ways that he has fucked up in the past. He's
0: done that with a few so friends. Like, one of them was a guy friend. One of them is a younger female friend who he's like, she's a great model. We've dated on and off. She totally checked me today. I was like, there are so many elements here. <laughs> That, that I didn't
1: want to be that aware a of. That was one-two fucking combo hit. Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, they, everyone who he is talking to about these topics deserves some kind of hazard pay. Um, Actually, that reminds speaking of hazard pay... Um, well, not hazard pay. Did you see Candace uh, talking about... She's like, okay, if you guys want me on diversity panels, you have to pay me? Because yeah. that was amazing. I am so fucking proud of her. Like, I mean, I just... We're going to get to that later, but, like, I am so happy that she has like clearly is feels comfortable speaking up for herself. Um, and I can't help but wonder if the long hiatuses are making everybody go, fuck it, whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm not like we're filming again anytime soon. So I guess I'm just gonna say, say what I need to say and you know, peace.
0: Okay. Um, let's, I guess in that we would go into the episode here. So if you're listening at home and not live, Here's the music. Watching us now. Welcome to the last episode of Legends of Review for this season. Um this was in terms it was the fifteenth episode of the fifth season. There are two titles we can choose from. Now I know we have said I know we've said repeatedly that we were gonna do Borucho through the future. And that's good. Yes. But I'd like to offer that I, I typed this in our chat a little while ago, but I'll restate it for the audience. Um, every year okay. the McElroy brothers and the two guys that do the worst idea of all time who are from New Zealand have to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 over Thanksgiving break Blart and yes. then they have to discuss it um, and so one year they were talking about how essentially Paul Blart 2 Neil McDonough was in it as the villain just want everyone to remember that
2: oh my, god. Oh my god I did not know yeah. this
0: and he's there at, like, a security guard convention kind of thing. And so he's on the trade floor, and he's seeing all these cool gadgets. And one of the guys from The Worst Idea of All Time calls it the Chekhov's uh, Gun Convention. So I was thinking we could call this oh the Chekhov's God. Gun Museum.
1: I feel like... I, feel like che- I Chekhov's Gun Convention is by itself really funny, but I think we want to save that...
0: Um, because, like, I don't. War to the War to the Future is good. It does fit. My only concern with War to the Future is that we also have an episode called Happy Birthday, Abakio, and I'm just worried we're boxing ourselves in. <laughs> okay, for, for that is. Uh, that is so bold of you to
1: care about that now. It is. I. I want to argue. It is way too late. Um. Frankly, you should. I was. I was gonna open this with the fucking Mista Nendoroid is up for pre-order again. So it's just another fifty fucking. Wait, didn't you get it the first I, time? I, I... No, it's. It just. It just came out, dude. Um. So Misa's up for pre-order. They announced they're making a Bakio. And prosciutto. I have everybody else either like pre-ordered already or set to be delivered. And you know what? I'm just I, I'm running out of space for tiny dolls, but I'm continuing to order more anyway because I am a dumb bitch with terrible taste and I will never change. That is a promise and my commitment to you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, mm. I
0: feel like it's a little late to care about whether or not we're making. Also, in <laughs> case you're listening, prosciutto <laughs> is the name of one of the characters. So, like, if I have to look up yeah, a we- Jojo's character from the fifth arc where they're all supposed to be Italian... Yeah. I'll just be, like, in Google, typing in, like, Bucatini, Jojo, ricotta, Jojo, pizza, Jojo. (laughs) At least we didn't get a pizza. Um, that... What is it about? um, We don't have time for that. We have uh, serious issues we need to... We don't have time time for for that.
1: Um... Five is just, like, every, it, it's, all right, it's effectively just the Godfather part two, but everybody has a boob window, um, Like, they should
0: have had the fucking
1: Godfather. Yeah, like, they should have, a, you know, like, whatever, like, what was... Mar- I, Marlon Brando should have still totally had a boob window. None of this is important. Um, I still say, I'm still voting for Boratour to the future, but we do have two of them, and we are doing this live, so I feel like putting it up to a chat vote might be fun. Okay. Democracy.
0: So... Now that we're here, let's talk about... We actually have... um, Sahara was nice enough to copy the list of items that we actually want to discuss with this because as you just saw from the opening that we did here, there's a lot of very serious stuff happening and we can't take Legends or media as a whole or DC TV as a whole out of context, especially not because of what their black actors and actresses are saying. So, yeah. this week, um, should we start with Brandon and Courtney, or should we start at the end?
2: Um, I think we should start with Brandon and Courtney. Let's get yeah. them the air. Otherwise, they'll take up too much space, just like they did with the they're being written out. That's true. true. Okay, so.
0: As we know, um, I mean, I guess we kind of have to start at the end. Maisie left. Maisie is leaving the show because, um, for a lot of reasons, there's really been nothing but positivity at her from the writers, but we'll, you know, discuss that. Um, and yeah. so, knowing that Maisie has been planning to leave for a long time, um, I think maybe even since the end of season four, maybe sooner we then have to sort of re-reflect on Brandon's attitude and his little press tour because
1: yeah, which already sounded bad and is now getting worse. with hindsight. Because,
0: like, what I could originally dismiss as like oh, I guess he's upset like, mm, I now have to, in the context of everything that's going on, be like hey, you should have read The Room on that one Mm-hmm. A little bit. Read the fucking book. And I'm absolving Courtney of it a life. little bit, but not a lot because she also played into it. And, like, I get, like, standing by your man, but, like, if Tim asked me to. <laughs> if Tim asked me to lie about the fact that he had committed serial murder. I approach to Tim is if he dies, he dies on this one. I mean, there are Sorry, certain things. I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not here to talk about their marriage. I <laughs> that we don't have time for that (laughs) we we really don't i don't have time to debate the pros and cons of brandon and courtney being married i we can't do that but what i am here to say is that like i haven't really seen this but i know that people have been saying it i just maybe don't follow people that are stupid or the twitter algorithm is finally working Where people are like, "Well, if Maisie wanted to leave this whole time, why didn't she leave before season five and let Brandon stay?" And the answer to that is, why didn't Brandon decide to ask for less money? Also, like, I can't, I, I can't even get into the fucking
1: headspace of somebody's like, who's like, "No, I want Maisie to leave so Brandon can stay." Are you fucking? Are you stupid? Are
0: you stupid or do you think I'm stupid? Really?
1: Like,
0: Jesus.
2: Does she think we're stupid? I mean, the answer to that, that
0: is that they're The racist. answer to that is
2: that
0: they're racist. I mean, well, yeah, okay. Occam's razor. <laughs> Occam's razor, <laughs> Chekhov's gun. We're really just throwing terms out here.
1: We're really just fucking naming, <laughs> naming objects that
0: people own today. We're just naming things that are also literary terms.
2: I'm loving the comments here. I also just appreciate that someone's name is Daddy Dom Purcell. Can't believe I said that aloud. I don't think I'll say it again, but I... <laughs> Hey,
0: let Daddy Dominic Purcell, although I will say, Daddy Dominic Purcell, (laughs) if you want to change to the extremely good Dominic Purcell. Dominic Purcell's also good, but, um,
1: oh God, we're, listen, we are, we are, we are trying so hard to take this seriously.
0: Um, We are trying very hard, here's the thing, is like, this week, Vanessa Morgan very clearly was like, I'm getting paid the least of any of the Riverdale regulars. I don't get a plot. And that kind of opened the door to a lot of discussion about what the black actors specifically on DC TV are making versus their white counterparts. And so like, we have to think about all of the black actors who have left this show, because when I say the revolving door for characters of color, um, like, yes, we've had to change between Zari 1.0 and 2.0 and that needs to be discussed, but otherwise it is just for black actors. And that's also because they haven't really, oh, wait, no, there's Ramona as well. But, like, the real thing is that, like, yeah, they that... haven't actually had a lot of actors of color. So it's not really like there's a lot of options to pick and choose from.
1: Yes but you know everything that you know it is still important it's not like we're not I mean I think we've been pretty upfront about how shitty it was that they just left Ramona out to fucking dry Um, we're not trying to minimize any of that Um, far from it because I will die angry about it we'll Um, talk about Ramona but but I think we need to talk about current stuff yeah given everything and given that this is clearly like a current um, and larger systemic issue with just the CW as a whole it's more important right now to focus on like the black actresses So.
0: What we need to discuss is that like, Brandon got fired because he was asking for too much money. That's just how the world works. And Sahar, if you could explain to the audience, as you've explained to us, sort of how salaries work the longer you go on.
2: Yeah, so the long story short is that as you get older in your contract, you get paid more, right? But you don't know, it's not just getting money, it's also things like, okay, before, maybe two actors had to share a trailer. Now the person who's been there longer gets their own trailer. They only have to work four days a week instead of six days a week. Um, their hours are cut. So now they're making more for less hours, which, hmm, it's not how that works in literally any other industry except for people who are salaried, so that's a disaster. And so what I think happened with Brandon is I think he saw what Stephen ML did to get the last season because Steven wanted to quit. So when it comes to Arrow, Steven was out, he was Honestly,
0: done. they should've just let that last season
2: be <laughs> Laurel and Dinah. They should have, but they gave him shit tons of money. And I think Brandon wanted the same thing. And they were like, actually, we're not gonna do that because <laughs> one, we already we joke regularly about Legends not having a fund, but like they generally don't get as much money as the other DC shows. So they were going to work with what they have. And by getting rid of Brandon and Courtney simultaneously, That freed them up for all of the fun special effects in the second season, and also paying for freaking Cisco to be in the the finale. every
0: penny. I will also say, um, when you watch the Before Tomorrow that they actually had Phil on, he he came in for the last one, even though he didn't write it. Um, He's like, well, you know, when we get to the finale, everybody's very tired, and we've also run out of money. And I'm like, God, if only there was a way that you could a lot money for every episode mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you only spend that specified amount of money for each episode Where are
1: the fucking drill speed about candles
0: <laughs> like truly like they may actually the fact be that a fucking drill speed about candles, I do candles feel like is literally I just... just the lapd and nypd budget is, yeah. Every single agency is really placed. It's
1: really. I mean, you know. Listen, this is a pretty like pro. Like every single cop, it's a fucking monster. Um, uh, podcast. I should think at this point. I did not realize how stark the fucking divide was until seeing those graphs, which is um always nice to have visual aids.
0: I mean, the person who literally said scratch a fascist and a liberal jumps because Cuomo and De Blasio are completely laying themselves down and just letting the NYPD. Yeah. All over the place, like the NYPD.
1: De Blasio's daughter. I'm like, oh, family, family, fucking fun I, nights are going to be really I weird. I to say, like, if,
0: my, if that happened to me and my dad still sided with the NYPD, God help them for what my mom. Yeah, would do I would
1: now. be burning. That's all that I'm sure going to say. God. truly, your mom. <laughs> Who we like, it's really, it's both a good idea and a bad idea for your mom to have a sword. So you know to give to give to Rachel's give to, to mom a, a sword. Pictures. Maybe I, if your hallways are a little bigger, I really think we might be onto something. Um, we shit. Um, it is interesting. Like the the whole Brandon and Courtney thing. I am I am so much. I mean, I tried to always be like, well, you know this, but I am so much more mad about it, knowing that they all knew Maisie was leaving. Like, we had to sit through the entire first half of this season being an eight episode fucking goodbye and you, and, and they knew and we didn't know. And it was annoying when we didn't know. And now it's like, it it, like rage inducing.
0: Um, I don't think we can actually talk about Brandon leaving without talking about like, excuse me, Maisie leaving because I mean, they're like Maisie is leaving on very good terms and the writers love her. And she loves the writers and she posted something very loving to the fans. And I'm very happy for her because she seems to be working on her own projects, like, right now even. Um, Yeah. And I know that she and Clay are, you know, doing things with their relationship that might involve taking, like, next steps as adults. That's very cool. Um, Are you guys having kids? Yeah. That's all. Um, Me like they got a dog. Is this practice? Is it? Yeah, it's a good start. I come a good from start. a long line of people where if there are emergency responders on the block, you go downstairs to ask what's happening. <laughs> um, I come from a long line of people who go up to the fire department barricades like, hey, I'm needed here. So, but we can't divorce the fact that Maisie didn't really get as much as, like, Brandon got... Not. I'm not even going to say didn't really. Maisie did not get as much as Brandon got despite leaving this season as well and having known that she was leaving for longer and having not gotten fired for budgetary restrictions. And all anyone can say is how much they love her, which is great, and how much they want her back, but they're not backing it up with the fucking context of the show. And it's like we really need to hammer on this because I don't think these fucking writers think they're doing anything wrong. I think it's lost No, I don't think it it was malicious, but it doesn't
1: excuse it. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, it's that thing where it's like, you know, I I try not to play armchair psychologist on this, um, but it it feels like they're like, well, we already know Macy's leaving on good terms and she's deciding to leave. So um, we're not as worried about sort of like... Like they didn't, they, they were like, I think maybe more worried about possibly burning bridges with Brandon. Um, because maybe the W maybe, honestly, maybe it wasn't even the writers. Like it's a thing where it's like, like we don't want to be problem. This is
0: a WB problem
1: as well. We, this is a WB. I, I absolutely see this being like a higher up going, listen, we want to try to get him to do Superman on something else. So you guys have to just kind of go along with it, but they
0: weren't willing to go to bat for Maisie, even though she was leaving as well. It's and not even that they had to go yeah. to bat for her. There are just places. Even if we're giving Brandon six years of a fucking goodbye, which incidentally, if the writers were worried we about burning up. bridges, it didn't fucking work. Because Brandon on Michael Rosenbaum's fucking podcast yeah. was like, "I don't know. It was so traumatic. I don't know if I'd even come back." And then also, good. Do like, don't fucking come back. Like, you. Don't want to. Bye. Fuckety. Bye. Like really. I don't know who's worse. Don't you were the it, fans who on the writers, but you're both getting on my. Fucking nerves.
2: And what's really funny is Courtney still got to come back. Courtney got Courtney to come still got back. To have I, the I, last episode.
1: I, I, I kind of, I was like, I would argue that was tremendously petty in a way that I respected, where it was like Courtney came back, like as Marie Antoinette, but like still came back. And, I'm like, gonna say
0: I think that was a test balloon. I think Brandon and Courtney left, it. and they said, let's have Courtney come back for the end, and it'll be cute, and like we'll all have a little bit of fun on social media, and then Brandon and Courtney in fucking April or March or whatever went on and were like, Phil Klemmer personally kidnapped our son and held him hostage for six weeks. Where I'm like, <laughs> first of all, don't you all live in Vancouver? Second of all, you're like three times Phil's size just to go get him.
2: Honestly, just picking with up... With the sliding door, you just gotta barrel through like the Kool-Aid man.
0: Um, I've heard too many horror stories to own a home with a sliding glass door, but I'm not gonna tell Phil how to live nope. his life.
1: I mean, listen... I feel like Phil probably doesn't live in fear of those sort of things. Maybe he should, um, but that's not. Allegedly, here nor maybe there. Maybe he
2: should. Daily like 21. 21 you I think
1: you're 21. right. Me. I'm just saying in general. I think it's smart to maybe be a little bit more paranoid. Um, you know.
0: Listen. Every um, so time in I'm by chat my hat, the oh, making sure. is making a very good point, which is that um, they were probably more worried about Brandon weaponizing his fans than Maisie. And the thing is, like Maisie Richardson yeah. Sellers is not the kind of person that really cares about like fandom or fan culture, or, like, weaponizing fans. Yeah. And that's why everybody fucking loves her. But I think Courtney... Yes, we did talk
1: about that a little bit when we were, like, first discussing the end of the episode where we were, like, she's, she doesn't really fit, like, the CW actor model in any way, shape, or form. She's, like, never on social media. She just minds her own business, does her own thing, um, which is so fucking refreshing.
0: Um, Macy wants I don't to make real change in a way that... I'm of... also... 'Cause you know I have ADHD, so I gotta have RDR two on. But Maisie is looking for real change in a way that she's clearly not been able to provide through being on Legends. And yeah. more power to her. And like obviously if I were her I mean, okay, so let me let me tier this. Number one, Courtney came back, but nobody fucking said anything. And I understand on Tuesday it was the blackout and people were being, you know, cautious on social media not cautious that's the wrong word I'm so sorry people were being very pointed with Reserved. what they were posting on social media and why and I understand and appreciate that but like Wednesday Thursday nothing entire love nothing. letter to Maisie um but nothing for Courtney it was very much like we <laughs> it was very much like hey we gave you this because we thought you guys were going to be fucking chill we did all of this for you guys? Yeah. And you, st- I treat you like a princess, and you stab me in the back. I mean, like, yeah, but seriously. Right, um, because- Why are you getting so hysterical?
2: Oh um, yeah, my god,
0: Brandon Rath, can you control your emotions? Like, also, no. they Sorry, found that's out the in the
2: second August. part of the, the They found out in August, and all the fucking interviews that they did, where they had plot points, because of course the episodes hadn't been written yet until they were filmed, were this year- which, of course, has been the longest year any of us have lived, but literally February, March, late January, Brandon was still crying. How did you not process your shit with a therapist immediately after you got I fired, I don't
0: believe in therapy. That's actually a huge issue for them.
2: Well, yeah, the island kind of can that, just that, that, suck it, because I mean, like, like, they're going to need honestly, to figure Honestly, instead of
0: going to a therapist, don't you go to the gym, like, six times a day? Couldn't you have worked it out there? That's
2: fair. I mean, that's like, what like, I do with my life. I just do kickboxing every day and feel better. do sleep or
0: nice. shit?
1: <laughs> like
0: it is it's so he's extremely physically fit. and it's like
1: <laughs> yeah but like it's a thing where it's like i I'm not saying this and, oh, I'm so tired of talking about this, but I'm so, it's like, I'm so frustrated with how much worse this continues to get, where, like, we spent the entire first half of the season, every single goddamn podcast episode was us bitching about how awful it was, deservedly, and, like, now it's like, oh, now this whole thing with Maisie came to a head and we're back on the exact same fucking thing again because, like, no one on this fucking network ever seems to learn, and it's like, can you get your shit together so I can stop fucking complaining? I would, I, you know, I love to complain and argue, but like enough is enough. I am so tired of talking about Brandon. Also, like, why? Know what
0: else? It does put an onus, and I want to make this super clear. There is an onus on us as the people on this podcast—more myself and Ari because we've been doing it longer—and for when the show was a lot more problematic. Um, but there is an onus on us who continue watching and talking about it, and it's kind of like. This is how we process the show. I feel like we're some of the only people who are very vocally and consistently critical of it. But we do at times like this, you know, even if we've enjoyed the last half of the season, which I did, even if I'm happy for Maisie. And I understand why she left. And I know they would take her back in a second. We have to look at you, our audience, and say, actually, this show isn't good. Like, it's not. And I think we've said that before. And I'm not saying good as in, like, I'm not saying it's not good as in,
1: on a purely technical standpoint, I would argue, aside from season one, this is the only finale that stuck its landing. However, that's not the kind of good we're talking about. It In terms of, like, doing anything to challenge the culture of complicity around the way that black actresses are treated on the network, they just continue that fucking revolving door. And, like, you know, we say it so much, like, it's not even, like, I, I wish it wasn't a recurring bit. I wish it wasn't like every fucking episode we were bringing up this revolving door for characters of color, um, but they keep fucking doing it. And I'm not – like, it, it, to, to stop talking about that when it happens so consistently is not acceptable for me. It's like, this isn't us harping – it's not like we're spending every single podcast episode claiming um, – you know, complaining about the incredibly ridiculously racist episodes from season two. We could but
0: actually, but I like say, in fairness, they. I don't think we were going to be as hard. I think we were going to point out, like, yeah, Maisie that left, and like obviously the environment contributed to that. But what made us have yeah. to come back to this point is that someone on the fucking writer staff decided it was a good idea to post the scene from the motherfucking slavery episode. Where they burn down the that one house. episode you would think that they would want to never talk about. And I'm like, the two things you should be doing with that episode are either always apologizing for it at the beginning and end of it's every truly. episode you air, you or you should be pretending for you never every did it. Day. You should be like, Mark Guggenheim had a stroke when he wrote it, and we don't consider it canon.
1: Listen, Song of the Fucking South, it. Like, I'm not saying that, like, it's, it, it's, it's the thing where it's like, it's truly that bad, where it's like continuing to. It's circulate like like everything in and it you go on Flash so like
0: and you're like wow brer rabbit sure is cool i like, wonder what, what he's this involved this in and someone behind the counter pulls a lever on I you what made right off
1: of. um i mean there are actually animated t- that okay there were actually oh no wait no hold on this is a weird piece of trivia and you know i'm all about weird pieces of trivia up until like the m- late 90s segments of the movie that were literally just the brer rabbit cartoons with everything else cut out like they just fucking aired the animated parts were on um toon disney so you could theoretically just watch like the brer rabbit stuff probably probably because Flash mountain was opening at the time so they were like well here's all the rabbit stuff don't ask where it came from god i um, love Flash mountain so you can get a hold of that stuff much easier than you can actually get a hold of song of the south um which is for the best because it is one of those things where obviously everyone you know it it, it
0: this I don't is... know if anyone's even aware of it as we. I mean, like, even when we were younger. Maybe, you know what? It's the thing. Where, like, this, this was an offense. That was such a
1: deeply offensive episode to start with. But, like, hey, you know what? They fucking. They burned a fucking police station down in Minneapolis, which is an objectively good thing to do. So I feel like this is one of those things where I'm like, and I'm not. This is not an excuse. This is me just, like, being like, I think oh, I know that's here's what they how were it to got
0: relate it to. Oh, so
1: fuck. But it's like, this is what I mean, where it's like, you can't do that. It doesn't work. If you had, like, if you if you guys were, like, doing a fucking, like, like, live stream of you guys burning down a Vancouver police station allegedly, like, that would be a very different thing to be posting on the writer's room Twitter. You
0: can't... I'm doing this motion with my head because I'm now thinking about the talking head song, Burning Down the House.
1: Yeah. Um, it... Like, you cannot... It's such a fucking craven bit of like, here's current events that are going on. Here's how we're going to tie them into our show. And not even in a way where they would be like, hey, you know, we just want to celebrate Maisie or do something positive with it. They were like, some fucking idiot was like, you know what, we're going to post like the most racist thing we've ever done and try to reframe it out of context as a good thing. And it's like, wow, I hate you. I hate this. And like, like to tag Maisie and Franz in it is so...
0: Like, another fucking layer of grossness where it's like, don't remind them that they I were in Fran this. I know Fran said when he did it that he was yeah. like... Because here's the thing. We do have to discuss the fact that Tyrion is on the writing staff and he's a black writer. I'm, like, pretty sure he's gay, but I don't want to assume. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and I just haven't been aware. Like, from have it? I just haven't had it formally confirmed. Um. Yeah. And he retweeted it with like the little fire emoji, which is like, okay, well you like it, but like that and we don't want to talk over Tyrion and we don't want to talk over Uba. But also they work for this show yeah. and we don't. If that yeah. makes sense.
1: Or it's like they might be more compelled to to sort of give it a thumbs up because it's that thing where it's like and it's maybe important to bring up that I've seen um I think a well intentioned push to be like hire black creatives in your industries today and then I've seen people rightfully pointing out that's great when they get there. Is it going to be a miserable, shitty I mean, environment I'll for them even to work say, in? Like,
0: I mean, I'll... as a Jewish person, my boss is like very weird about Jewish people and will like say stuff to me where I just have to be like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah." Where I'm like, "Uh huh, uh-huh. I don't think people have thought this since 1938.
1: <laughs> No, it's like you really are like uncorking like a vintage cask of racism Ooh-hoo-hoo. and an anti-Semitism, whatever. It's 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 like it's oh um, just, <laughs> God. Well, and I also it's like yeah. I oh, sorry. Have your hair... swallow shit, not with your job, but still.
2: Yeah, okay, you're good. I just don't want to interrupt because I know there's three of us talking at the same time, and then for the audience having to hear us like talk at each other. So I want to bring up something real quickly about the fact that this is not only. A DC TV issue it's a larger CW issue but I think what the CW reflects is that if you have the same fucking producer of 30 goddamn shows and he is hiring all of his best friends one of which they have to fire three years in because he's a sexual abuser then you're gonna have problems all the way down because there's no way then at any point they can ever truly and fully improve whatever it is that they did on because everything is tainted And so unless they completely get rid of the showrunner and bring on someone new, unless they get a completely new set of writers, because while most of the writers are some of the people who made the complaints, there's always going to be a culture of Andrew Kreisberg, Mark Guggenheim, even Greg Berlanti, who in his apology statement was like, I need to be more involved with my writing rooms, who now has literally 20 something shows so he is not more involved with his writer rooms because he doesn't actually do any of that anymore he just exists to produce all of these shows then are suspect I, yeah. so all of dctv titans riverdale uh, chilling adventures of sabrina which does not air on the cw but is part, part of the universe doom patrol everything all of it is tainted by that and every single one of those casts has gotten a token black lead actress who they've completely shat on
0: I mean, we have to keep in mind, like, I have never really seen... I know that there was that one woman that I convinced all of Twitter to CyberBully who wrote that article about Amaya. And then I saw her at BlameCon and I think she knew who I was and I didn't know who she was because she was giving me this look (laughs) and I realized because she's the one who posted, like, what are your favorite Fem Slash ships? And I was like, oh, canon, I love Harley-Ivy. Non-canon, I love Amaya and Zari. And I just was like, oh, that was you? good but the amount of shit sierra Uh got in season one we don't really talk about it anymore because it happened a long time ago but sierra has gone on record and said you know and also the shit sierra was getting was not just from fans there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes that were disgusting and we don't talk about it a ton because it's a very triggering topic
2: Mm mm-hmm
1: really hard and again this is usually a ding dong podcast so it is kind of like you know we're always trying to be like hey it's important to talk about how these actresses are treated but also it, you don't want to run into jarring dissonance problems of like you know and also like i think the subject just is personal. i know it's personally upsetting for me to talk about um but yeah, this and also, I mean, it's one of those things where, aside from that one episode where we watched the pilot, we weren't doing this in season one. We didn't um, start doing this until some... the second
0: half of season two. And the real thing that I've said is, I, um, I don't think that excuses anything because I don't think we've ever not talked about it. I think we've talked a lot yeah. about it. But I also know that from we our position, a lot about it, and but, like, from not, our privilege, like, it's not exactly.
2: You know, um, well, and I made this comment yesterday to Rachel when we were testing everything yeah. out is that we can all quit at any time. And, you know, yeah. with, with, I, I don't know how many of you are really active on Twitter or have seen it, but a lot of the TV reporters who do critic like the critical reviews have been bringing up. So at like, what point do we just get rid of cop shows? Because at the end of the day, even if individuals are able to separate cop shows from propaganda, the majority of the world that views these TV shows have now been primed to to believe in police brutality and root for the vigilante and actually honestly the shows that we're talking about right now superhero shows and comics yeah. literally this is what they do so how do yeah. we when as, the second as the podcast superhero host,
0: shows went, or it's a little different i
1: it's a little different with cape, show. and I'm not saying it's not a legitimate take. It's a bit different with cape shows. I feel like in terms of, and this is just from, and this is, I mean, I've literally read books on the history of cop shows. I'm not coming at this from the perspective of someone who doesn't like or isn't just fascinated with the I'm detective always story. By although, by the for sheer reasons, amount
0: of books are I to read in, in their, their lifetime. lifetime. I feel like a fucking moron.
1: I well, because I just well, I, I just I will grab whatever's off the shelf. I, I like learning about my special interests, so it's like, oh, this is a nonfiction book about the history of gangster movies. Like, oh, this is a nonfiction book about well, film noir. This is a nonfiction
0: book. Can I actually bring something up? Yeah, go for it. This actually ties into it's not even just a DC problem. When the Spider-Man video game came out, a lot of people are like, mm-hmm. hey, why is one of the cruxes of the game that well, Spider-Man is setting up fucking surveillance systems? Hello. Yeah. For the cop. Like why like Spider Man like has never gotten along to with the thing.
1: Like a cutesy sort of like like to have that quest be done and structured the same way as those stupid fucking quests in Inquisition that were just like, find ten things here, build three structures here, like fuck you kinda of like bullshit fetch quest or crafting quest kind of stuff, is really fucking insidious because those are the kind of quests that most game players sort of just kind of Lays over and don't really think a lot about because they're just asking you to do very simple things. So it is kind of insidious that it's like, yeah, but now you're doing it to set up surveillance in a real, in a, in a video game version it of a real city. So
0: much of media that it's like, we really do, you have to, I, like, I mean, this is what Sahar was saying about Berlanti the fish rots from the head. You essentially yeah. have to clean out the whole goddamn thing.
2: Yeah. And I think, just real quick, like, Ari, response to you, I don't yeah, think Legends is as bad as the superhero stuff because they don't really fight. Like, the Flash literally puts people in yeah. prison, right? So I yep. think that's... The, the Flash is a really good example.
1: Barry
0: right? actual
1: fucking war criminal hole. Um, as in, Barry Allen's a war criminal, not like... That's I, true. I just, like, I'm just... And, like, that is such a weird fucked up... It, it's so fucking... It's... Fu- it's out. <sighs> okay, I'm... I, we're not here to talk about Barry Al- Allen's uh, prison <laughs>
2: um, But that's a good example of this, right? It it's not- right? right? where it's, like, right, like,
1: I, you know, Legends is a bit different, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't still have the same problems. Sarah was dressed like, as a policewoman like, in the, the Mr. Difference? Rogers and episode,
0: mm-hmm. and everybody who likes Sarah yes. is like, oh my god, that's so sexy, and I had to get on there and be like, listen, I know you all are children but you're all trying, like, I see the intentions you have and that you all want to help. Shut up. Which means that no fucking cop yeah. anything. None of it.
1: Yeah. None of it. It is truly something where it's, like, just, okay, like, from somebody who... Controller? Yes, it is. Um, I saw an interesting, and I'm sorry I can't give credit, it was something I read and then, like, just was like, oh, holy shit. Um, the way that cape shows versus cop shows deal with crime is a bit different um in that like i think they're both giving very unrealistic perceptions of crime but cape shows sort of do it and, and cape media does it in a very broad sense of like how much crime is there actually in gotham sure, how much, like course. you can't like you truly cannot like when you write it like batman is out there every goddamn night arresting 20 30 people you Not create 20 to 30 ind- people but 20
0: to 30 themed people
1: right yeah <laughs> th- but even then just like in terms of like all like the, the low level robberies and all the they talk about how like it's like it's not like they make it like it's it's it it makes it seem like around every corner in this city there is a criminal um and obviously got i mean Gotham is actually technically a real place but not Batman's Gotham but it's that thing where it's like it primes you to sort of look at the defense of others and the protection of a community that like Batman and Superman are doing when they arrest these criminals as like this constant uphill fight against like increasingly elaborate bank robberies and murders and, and like, and, and, and puzzle bosses, like the fucking Riddler is just leaving post-it notes all over town and some shit. Like that makes people think there's more crime than there is. Um, and it, it, it's that thing where it's like, I understand you need to have a narrative but I think we could hit a point where it's like, yeah, Superman could do things that, like, aren't just stopping criminals and still be involved in protecting and defending Metropolis. Like, they're, it's you want to view this in a sense of, like what needs to be done for your community that can be done without requiring police. I
0: think Mm -hmm. um, it is. And I think, uh, Sahar just mentioned this, like in terms of the flash versus legends, legends actually doesn't deal really with petty criminals because normally whatever's happened is their own fucking fault. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like magic based usually.
0: Um, and so that's interesting. That kind of is an interest. That's a good way. And also I will mention, um, Mick fucking beats up cops all the time. That doesn't actually save anything, but that Mick, is okay. a about. white it's character portrayed, portrayed like a it joke. is treated like a joke. Yeah. Where I'm like, you know, Mick is every time Mick says that, I'm like, yes, Praxis. McRory is Praxis. Yeah.
1: But I know they're not. Like it's that thing where it's like, I know it's like supposed to be like a funny haha joke. The the only, ha-ha, he's
0: still a criminal. hates the cops. It's like no, they still hate the cops. The only um non the only time I've ever seen non-police propaganda on, like, television where they actually talk about the police is that episode of Adam Ruins Everything, where the whole... Like, every episode of Adam Ruins Everything is supposed to have, like, a little mini-plot, and this one is that this kid yeah. wants to be a police officer. And the whole point of the episode is, yeah. like, actually, if you want to help people, you shouldn't be a cop, which is the only time I've ever heard that said on American television. Yeah. It was a And I have deal. no idea if he's getting another um, season. I hope so, um,
1: but it is something where yes, that's something I want to talk about. When like the difference, like cape stuff, cape media magnifies the existence of crime as like a day to day occurrence in most people's lives. Cop shows do that as well as make it seem like crime follows a narrative. And part of this is because stories need a narrative. Um, but, you know, it still creates this assumption in people's heads that, like, there's a procedure. When the procedure is followed, everything is fine. That the procedure itself is not part and parcel of the problem. And that when this procedure is, fo- procedure is followed and these cops are, like, smart and care and are good at with their jobs which is like <sighs> um okay um the crime gets solved and it's like i have really bad news for you about crime solving statistics and i have really bad news for you about the backlog of untested rape kits and i have really bad news for you about the kind of people who are committing rapes because the and i have the really bad news for you about the 40 percent statistic and i've really been like it's like you don't the narrative of the detective story is not inherently a bad thing um i ha, i i it's just that In this specific, like, American television has a problem with making crime seem alternately like something. Like, I'm going to walk out my fucking door and I'm going to have, like, three fucking shootings, like, drive-by shootings on my way to work. We're going to play a
0: really fun game. Okay. Yeah. And I want you at home to do this, too. Everyone take out your cell phone. Go to your contacts. And I just want you to scroll through it right now. And just look at all the people in your context, like, oh my God, I don't even remember putting this in here. Did I meet this person? Or, like, yeah, I met them once, but I don't really know them super well. That's the person who's most likely to murder you. Yeah. Not a random stranger. Uh, and I'm saying this because, um, as white, well, I'm a woman. Ari is not a woman, but is white. It's white. But yeah. um, a lot of, I saw these, like, hot takes. Where, you know, the woman who fucking got her dog back. Um, people oh, were crap. like, well, you don't understand what it's like to be a woman and feel threatened. And, like, I understand I that, like, the there That's are, make me call stuff, class. I think my favorite murder is kind of complicit in this. I understand why they have the fuck Absolutely. politeness thing. But yeah. white women do not have a right to actually be afraid of every man of color they come across. Because statistically, it's completely unrealistic. And even if it wasn't, it's, it's, are you that way with white men? Because I know that you aren't. It's always about, and I'm going to um, get murdered. I'm going to get assaulted. I'm going to get... Yeah. And these are crimes that are going to happen to you by people you know.
1: More likely than um, not, yes. You
0: know, if you're me and you have, like, a white husband... Who I don't know where he is right now, but there's a thirty-three percent chance that if I get murdered, it's going to be him. I mean, not like Tim specifically, but like overall. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) like there's a thirty-three percent chance you're going to get murdered by Tim specifically, and then the (laughs) rest, which is a weird statistic. but it's true. It's really Tim just comes out with a big it box is, of cheese. This is a at your head.
1: Fair. I do want to clarify though for people like I have genuine I have I I've been in situations where I'm like I am terrified like just cuz I have I think for people who might have PTSD from being abused, hypervigilance is a big part of that. Um and being constantly afraid of like other people in social situations is not a good thing and it's definitely something that's worth going to see for therapy. Like therapy for.
2: Oh, However, God.
1: it's not Sorry. I want to talk about this in a way where I'm like, it is, both things can be true that it is not, you are not like a bad person for just being afraid of random men you meet on the street. Um, and that, you know, being like, fuck politeness is not, and we're going to use this one specifically. Cause like the whole, I could do a whole other fucking thing about how true crime podcast, prime white women specifically to accept the police state. We don't have time for that. Again, this is not the podcast, but like y- you get the, you get the, you get the gist. Um, it, it's something where it's like you deserve to stand up for yourself when you're an uncomfortable and you deserve to you deserve to just say no and you deserve to just leave if you're uncomfortable and not tolerate, you know, awkward conversations with men who are making you feel uncomfortable. But also, you have to consider why non-white men specifically might be making you uncomfortable when they have done nothing to, to indicate that they are in any way, shape, or form a threat. Um, and I know that can be complicated if you, because you have, like, post-traumatic stress disorder um are kind of primed to see every fucking thing as a threat or if you have anxiety um but it's worth acknowledging that you can have that anxiety and it can be completely baseless and part of that is you're primed to see non-white men and black
0: men especially as these a, a threat. anxieties if you have you know like um what I, if you have you're not ppd like i have Um, If you have PTSD, these anxieties don't come from nowhere. You're taught to have them. You are taught to have them, but it is also like, I'm not,
1: if you get nervous about everybody, that makes sense. If you're getting specifically nervous around black men, especially it's worth analyzing it, catching yourself, doing it, correcting yourself. Um, and moving on, not beating yourself up about it. Not, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be fucking brutal to yourself about these things. They're, they're reflexive. They're, you know, they're learned, but they can be unlearned. And this isn't like a rational response or a thing that I think people are usually doing deliberately. Um, checking yourself is the most important thing you can do on that. and um, you also but have also to keep like, it to yeah. yourself.
0: Like, yes. it's oh not, God, don't oh, make and honestly, public. you know, check yourself. If, Work through this yourself. Don't ever call the fucking police. Yeah, I can't stress never, this enough. I don't you care what the fuck is going on. Don't the call them.
1: <laughs> yeah, truly. Like, cannot. We should, trust, yes, you can. Whatever the fuck you want, um, up until you call the cops because yes.
2: of it. We should just shift to the next topic so we have enough time to get to oh everything. Oh my god! Not that yep. this isn't great, but I'm our official timekeeper tonight, so I'm just making um, sure. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Okay, so. Do we want to talk about Zari, or do we want to transition into how Charlie, even though this was her last season, got, like, no screen time?
2: Let's do Charlie and then Zari, because then we can kind of run through all of the other characters for this finale. So,
0: this is kind of twofold, because the issue is, they really don't want Maisie to leave. Okay, I get it, sure. And they wrote this <laughs> ending in a way where they're like, it's actually very funny to me because um, one of the writers did an interview where they were like, she's singing Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac, which is a song about how she's going to be a legend forever, yeah. and they're always going to be her friends, and it's a circle, and she can always come back. And I'm like, that is so funny because you wrote that song for Brandon and you've never said that about him.
1: Yeah. Which is beautiful.
0: Um, you wrote that song for Brandon and then you said, actually, it doesn't apply to you. <sighs>
1: Which is kind of beautiful. It's very petty. Love it.
0: Um, And I just didn't like, you know, as we mentioned last week, even the fucking AV Club is like, if this television episode was about Charlie, where was she? If the fucking Mm -hmm. zombie episode was about Charlie, where was she? If this is about Charlie's sisters, why did Sarah get superpowers that made the narrative about her? Like, it's not just Brandon's fault. I would love for, nobody yeah. wants it to be all Brandon's fault more nobody than I do. Brandon's fault more than us, literally. But it's not, unfortunately.
2: Well, and also, Miss Katie Lotz did in fact tweet something today that I was just like, please desist tweeting. It would yes. make your life I'm a lot easier. I'm literally like, all bad. you
0: have to do is just fucking repost yep. the photos and raise awareness so that your followers make the phone calls. Nobody needs your hot yep. takes. Nobody wants to see them. Nobody wants your dialogue in this. I just... help. I mean, I think we do kind of have to talk about, like, yes, Sarah is the main on this show. Great. Perfect. But if we're going to be giving to... Like, if we're going to have a white character be the main narrative of, like, be the A plot, then the B and C cannot also be white characters. Yeah. And I know that means, like, and that's the thing, is like, let's say the main plot is Ava, and they don't want it to be related to Sarah. That's fine, because it can also be about Zari, or Charlie, or Beron. But it never is. You know, and that's the problem, is that especially with John, John eats up all of Astra's plot, Sarah eats up all of Charlie's plot, and Ray ate the rest of it. Yeah. Um, Dominic was not really on this season because I think he has that thing that Sahara mentioned where he only works, like, two days a week. And God bless him. Huh. <laughs> to the stars.
1: Um, you know, he's he's earned that. Um, it is, it is I think, important to kind of point out where it's, like, the common thread here is that, like, even... We discussed on a couple episodes back about how... Um, the, non, the non-white characters and actors on the show will have really good characters and motivations and narratives, and then they will not be the crux of those seasons, where it's like, we can have Charlie doing all this with her sisters and things like that, but, like, you can just sort of ignore that if you want to up until the finale, and that's not great, to say the least, because it's like, you can, if you so choose and are either ignorantly or willfully racist you can really only talk about, like, Sarah getting going blind and getting Atropos' powers, and that can be the thing you focus on from this narrative. If you give these people outs, if you if you, if you you basically make the point-of-view character for a non-white character's narrative a white character, you're not helping. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, I don't know if it's explicit or implicit sort of um, understanding in the writer's room that it's like, well, the audience won't care about these um, black characters' plot lines unless we put, like, sarah or john in there for example and it's like fuck you for that truly like i don't i don't I, I you know i don't think it i don't think the fucking writer's room opens up with a powerpoint of like how we are going to be racist in legends of tomorrow um it doesn't work that way like if it did it would probably be a lot fucking easier to deal with but it's just that it is such an ingrained thing in like entertainment that like audiences have to relate to what's going on screen which is such fucking such just stupid fucking concept but like
0: I don't want to relate to it. Anyway. I don't don't want want to relate to it. Like, also, there are ways of
1: relating to their, you know, we can do this whole thing about the male gaze in cinema and and, and where this all sort of branches out from the, you know, okay. But to kind of just keep this on track and not talk about all that stuff, just in terms of, like, who can relate to somebody in, like, TV exec terms is usually a very, like, myopic racist idea of, like, what's relatable, quote-unquote, um... So that's where we end up with these things, like Charlie having this plot, but Sarah getting to be the one with the fucking death
0: vision powers, which, again, could have gone to Charlie. I'm also thinking about the fact that we were like, oh, so Sarah got to use the spear, so Charlie will get to destroy the loom, and Sarah got to destroy the loom.
2: Yeah. Charlie's entire narrative... It's supposed to be about her fight with her sisters. She gets sidelined for most of it. And then I personally still don't know how I feel about it ending in, well, by the way, I'm going to forgive my abusive sister.
0: That yeah. is a lot, like, let's talk about that because like, here's the well, thing. It's like, yeah, yeah they're like, Maisie, you can come back any time. But it's like, first of all, and Maisie identifies as queer. That's why I'm using the word. You, make, you let everybody see that also, Charlie is pan and genderqueer, but you never actually gave her a serious relationship. So that's yeah. really bad. Um, you never let Maisie actually kiss someone of her same gender on screen. You said that you wrote this for her. Um, and, like, just suggesting that, like, oh, well, maybe see, maybe, maybe Maisie didn't want to be on as much is um, racist. Because, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where it's an ensemble show and so everybody gets a plot. But you have to think about who's getting more plots than not, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we didn't see anything redeemable in Lachesis. And like, listen, oh, this is so weird. Um, I came at it from a point where, to me, and like this kind of happened with Mick and his dad as well. Yeah. Where um, there comes a point, like it does sort of fit into the Legends abuse narrative wish fulfillment. Where one day you're going to be in the position of power over the person who has always held power over you. And you are going to choose to be kind, to rub it sort of in their face. That's like, no, I'm actually not going to be a terrible person just because you are. And I understand that. But also, how much did Charlie get to talk about Lakeysus? How much did Astra... Astra and Charlie never got to talk about Lachesis. And then Astra's like, was I just a replacement for her? And I'm like, wow, if only we had fucking addressed that in the narrative. It's. Um, actually, Twitter <laughs> it's user Amaya's totem pointed out. Um, and they are a um, black lesbian that um, when Astra became a regular, they were pretty much sure that Maisie was definitely leaving. Because of just the pattern that Legends follows. Yeah. Well, that,
1: and, and, cause like that's when, when, um, when you, when you told me that they mentioned that, I was like, oh fuck, that's why they did that whole thing with Astra and Bayrod last episode, where like he made that, like, out of fucking nowhere comment about like, well, I wouldn't mind marrying Astra or something like that, where I'm just like, listen. Let me just, let me just opening statement for next season. If you motherfuckers put Astra and Bayron together, I swear to fucking God, I am allegedly going to, oh God, what I would say would probably just get me fucking banned by Twitch. But, like, fuck. Like, it just, it was that horrible click of, like, oh, fuck. Are they really just, like, to be, if they really fucking do that, that might be the last straw for me. Because I cannot think of a more...
0: Um, direct. Fuck I genuinely you to, don't like... know how next season's going to go. That's why I'm glad we have a year because no. like now I'm here for like Tala and Shayon. Yeah. And if Olivia's there, yeah. her. But like I also have yeah. to see how much it's like how I love um, Daisy. I wish that AOS was a show that was good to her, and I can't watch it because it isn't. So if yeah. next season they're still kind of treating Zarin Berad like side characters, we might have to dip, because macy's
2: not here that is what youtube is for which is how i watched the last few seasons because literally i would i would message rachel and be like hey was this episode good to zari or not and rachel would tell me and then i would watch the zari scenes and then i would peace out and it was the best way to watch the last few so sarah
0: got these powers she did nothing with and her relationship with ava was essentially fine um
2: and like the way that it tropos gets yeeted was amazing but why yeah. is sarah the one who does it but
1: also like that was the thing that and i mean like again th- that was so frustrating to me because it's that thing where it's like obviously not the big it, 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 it's like if they hadn't fucked up treating like if they hadn't so bad with maisie maybe it would have been the thing i was really annoyed about but like atropos was like not even really a character so much as like a plot device and right. that was just infuriating in that it meant that like defeating her meant fucking all because like you could have had like shark nato Take this woman's fucking place, and not have made a single Christ-blessed <laughs> difference in terms of narrative. She existed the same way that, like, a hurricane exists, and they didn't even make a point where Charlie was like, "Oh, she's completely rejected like any sense of humanity or mortality." And like, he says, is sort of like the middle ground between tropos being like this, this feral force of chaos and destruction, and Lakisa sort of being in the middle, and you know, Charlie being like the hard, like, mortal human thing, like. They just didn't do anything. And it was that thing where it was, like... I, it, I think it would have um, been... You talk. I have to
0: also, excuse myself. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: you're good. Um, it would have been more meaningful. Like, the thing with Akeesis was weird. Because on one level, like, I want to be able to say to my mom, no, you actually treated me badly. And you know what? I forgive you. I don't really. But, like, you know, you want to yeah. have that moment where you're right. like, I forgive you because you were bad to me. Because you want them to say... Because they people like that never think they have to apologize for their behavior. And they're always convinced that either they're the victim or that you're the problem or both. And that was a really good moment of her sort of getting control of that relationship by being like, I forgive you. Um, You know, and I think that sort of makes me a little bit better about, makes me a little less sour about like her forgiving her because it was done on her terms and done in a way that like, was, like, very clearly asserting her power and, like, being very gently, like, I'm not gonna fucking take any more shit from you, um, you don't control me, and, like, hell yes, that's good, um, but it was also something where I was, like, the best way to close out that narrative would have been to do the Sailor Saturn thing and have a Tropos just be reborn as a baby, because the whole thing with Lachesis was, like, and this, again, this is all motivation we should have gotten, like, Five episodes ago, and I'm gonna harp on that point because it's so fucking annoying. But like, after being like, "Oh, you just wanted your sister back, and that's why," like, you raised me as a replacement. Where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about you saying that in the context of both Astra and uh, Charlie being black women, or like Charlie not being—you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I
2: They're don't. They're both about black that. characters, and and the cases and Atropos are white, and yeah. I if don't. They had like that, and it
1: like,
2: sucks too because.
1: This is not the kind of show that would make smart. Con- like, I don't think they were doing it to be smart. I think it was no. just like I, I might have been okay with it if a like a, a a better different show was talking about it like that, but
2: they weren't. Right. It wasn't so. Well, and I think that's the thing, right? It's like everything about racism in this context and the problem. You know, two weeks ago I made a tweet thread about this because I have now waited back into DC TV fandom on Twitter. Bless my heart. And I was like, the reason we care about what celebrities are saying about these um, protests and other things isn't because we think they actually know what the hell they're talking about. It's because interpersonal racism upholds structural racism. So all of our actresses who have been talking about how much shit they faced, none of the white people in their lives have stood up for them. And so for the writers to do this thing where they set up... like. It sucks with every season of Legends where it's like they have all these great ideas, but the execution of them is always such a disaster across the board. And so then we always end up feeling like I would love to just be like, here are all the great things I loved about this episode. And we'll eventually get there. I promise, because there was a lot of things that did work well. But at the same time, you know, Charlie's supposed to be getting this... Charlie's the one who deserves a long goodbye. Charlie's the one who should have been in as many of the scenes as humanly working. Like, obviously don't overwork Maisie. And yeah. the same thing with Astra. Like, we don't but even get it should have one actually scene. been Charlie season, and it wasn't. And it's like, fuck all of you. Any scene where Charlie and Astra get to... Like, they have this sorority episode, right? But, yeah, like, we don't get crazy. any payoff of that. And so it's yeah. frustrating because now it's like, well, we don't know if Olivia's coming back. So the last we know of Astra is that she's going to be hanging out in John's house. Which, like, fine, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Her storyline, like you guys mentioned, you both mentioned, is that, okay, well, now John is, like, absolve- getting absolved of his guilt for causing all of the problems in the first place and actually being why we even have the damn fates and hell and everything else.
1: So, like, Area like, man is arrested for everything. And, like, again, it is, <laughs> it's that thing, though, where I'm, like, now I'm a little hesitant because I've actually caped pretty hard for the fact that this show has right, done a good job. Hi. Um, we, I, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. We're just, we're we're just talking about how um, Charlie deserves like, a long goodbye. And get okay. it. I'm just, I'm just, my mouth is just going, but like, it just, it gets me where it's like, I don't even know how much trust I want to put in the idea that they're trying in any way to like redeem or do anything good for Constantine. Because I'm like, um, I don't trust you guys anymore. I'm um, honestly wondering if Tala
0: it, is going to only be here for one more season as well, because as um, Sahara's mentioned to us, she is a plays person. And as with Maisy, as with Franz, um, Keenan is more of a general DC TV thing. But this sure shit didn't help. You're not actually offering them very enticing reasons to stay. You might like like them and be like, "We love them. We wrote this for them." Yeah, but you're not. And like, here's the thing: is like, there's 15 minutes of this episode that got cut, and I'm like, so how much of that is just Charlie? Because I would reckon it's probably a decent chunk.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. truly.
0: Um it is just frustrating where I'm like at this
1: point I don't trust that they're going to be doing anything meaningful with Constantine because it's like you did a good job making me feel sympathy for him um and he seemed committed towards changing things but it's like they can only write that so far clearly where it's like you still end up kind of in the
0: thing where it's like he's taking over these um, non-white narratives and yeah. getting to absolve himself of the guilt where it's the like chat like Bayrod and Charlie were supposed to be best friends, but all we know is that they were best friends and that they slept together. And then she yeah. doesn't actually get to react to him being like killed or anything.
1: Yeah, that that's a whole that. Well, how did we yeah. also that, make Bayrod dying about Constantine? <laughs> okay, so like the thing with Lachesis, which is what I want to get back to quickly, because it's just like it's like it should have been the Sailor Saturn thing where it was like a Tropos was like reborn as like a human child, and because the, the whole thing with Lachesis and clotho charlie at that point was her being like it's not actually a bad thing to be human like you're allowed to like this is this is going to be good for you um you know when i i gotta say i as much props to lakisa's actor because her end mon her her, like defeated villain monologue was really fucking good i feel like they let Uh, lakisa's
0: live because they're like if macy wants to come back let's have this for her but i'm also like why couldn't you have done something with it when she was here well, truly, but
1: I also—I mean, I gotta say, like the like like Lakeissa's, his actress she wasn't is. Very she was very good. She was very good. I, I, I slightly exposed because she was a MILF, flight, like, but like that's not, you know, um, it's the thing though where like that would have closed the loop on like her adopting Astra and like her putting all that anxiety in Astra's head about her mom growing old and dying and like her bringing her back to life being totally pointless anyway and blah 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 if. Lachesis was suddenly in the position of being the mom who is going to grow old and die um and like leaving it open ended like giving like Clotho giving her baby a threadbos tr- uh, and going like all right um so second now. chance a second chance where it's like i i think that would have at the very least been a satisfying conclusion to all of those different characters relationships and plot threads um but they just sort of didn't bother addressing Atropos. And there is something a little. I'm gonna. Atropos effectively existed to give Sarah superpowers. And it's like to have one of Harley's sisters exist to give another white character who's not related to her, involved in her plot in any way, shape, or form, superpowers is so bad. Like if and they didn't even try to tie it into oh Sarah last season was like the or not even the season before that was like the death totem avatar so that's why this is happening she made contact with the fate and like her death totem powers are reactivating or some shit they didn't even try to have that cop out they just fuck
2: it also is really funny because there's no canonical reason why because no. of what you just said like, like it was literally like I gave you this power but you didn't do it on purpose and now you're gonna die and you were completely pointless so you were literally right into and you were a no absolutely.
1: You were hot, which, like, fine, but, like, God. You're just another blonde. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, and we have so many, uh, the blonde and white Hall of
2: Fame.
0: <laughs> I mean, truly, Legends <laughs> is Naomi Small's voice, blonde and white.
2: <laughs> yeah. We we're are. Here. Oh, that that was the time. Yeah. And I think, too, with the heart, I will say, real quickly, before I forget, is that, like, he uses drugs and he slept with Charlie and he Meyer may not have a thing for Astra because he's only been around for a 0.52 seconds and I just say that and... the fact that they
0: showed Bayrod dying in the way that he died yep I was like yep that would have been bad had all of this stuff not been happening in current events because it's not like this stuff doesn't already happen all the fucking time yeah 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 it was bad and yeah. and like I know people are bad. like oh well Sarah dies all the time and and I'm like but this was so violent
1: it was so violent, and it's that thing again where, remember how last season we were so deeply uncomfortable with them trying to do a cutesy immigration metaphor with, like, Pee-wee fucking Herman, while, like, real children were, you well, know... Well, real children are getting gassed ages, right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, oh, read the fucking room, guys! Like, you don't have to... if. If Mel Brooks wouldn't put a lynching in Blazing Saddles, there are lines. And you guys are not even a little bit on the fucking level of Mel Brooks. So, like, there are, even when you are trying to make a point, lines. And when you are making a point with, 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 I, not even ham fists. Right now I'm dealing with a fucking deli sized fists. Like,
0: I mean, I will so... say, I guess. We also don't address the fact, really, that Charlie, and this is why I'm almost like, sorry, I'm almost like, we should have sorry. skipped the fucking TV episode and just gone, yeah. and we should have done this episode and then another finale episode. Because we don't deal yeah. with the fact that for four months, apparently, Charlie was just sitting there and Lachesis would bring people around to torment her. Wait, yeah. right, like, what the fuck was the point of the four months thing in the first place? I have no idea. Yeah, I... I, this maybe, I, I
1: think in their head they were like oh let's have it be like the four months because they try to sort of make these sync up to real world timelines so maybe that was like a I don't know when this episode was filmed February is the thing right? like, is January that, February is that a throwaway lines oh January February okay then yeah what the fuck there's no reason for that that's so weird I thought it was gonna be like a. I yeah I don't know why I thought that would be a different thing but like yeah um what the fuck like, it was such a weird, unnecessary time skip. It wasn't even a meaningful enough amount of
2: time. Like, it didn't... Because it would be one thing if we had seen even, like, one flashback of those four months of, like, Zari and Behrad and Zari interacting, or anything else. But it was just straight up to we are now at four months, and that's Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile,
0: thousands yeah. of miles away.
2: How right. did Little Karibo exactly. make
0: fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series narrative more coherent? <sighs> Sahar, I don't think, I don't know if you know this, we are so excited to do the watch through and podcast with you for that. Yeah. Plus, let's that much, that's much better. Um, like, it,
1: I feel like, honestly, they would have been better off maybe leaning into more, the, that whole weird, like, Apple Watch dig thing was, like, an interesting concept that I'm, like, I feel like that would have been more fun to have going throughout the whole and season. And they just now or realize that, it. Yeah, where it's like, oh, You guys had a lot of really good ideas last minute, huh? It's almost like... Well,
0: I mean, and this is like what Phil said in Before Tomorrow, where he's like, every year we're like, we're going to get to the season finale, and it's going to be so simple, and it's going to be super streamlined. And then we get to the season finale, and we realize we've... And I'm like, this is the exact same thing that happens with your fucking budget. There are ways to avoid this. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be like this. But I will also say,
1: I would argue, the second half of this season really genuinely is the tightest they've ever been. Um, it's, which says a lot about the like, complaints we have. Which, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. The, uh, admittedly, the bar is in the fucking toilet. But, like, it was a really tight second half. I And Brandon. I said this, I'm pretty sure, in the retrospective. Brandon. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said this in the retrospective. And I was like, best case scenario, my end end of season assessment is going to be... Great second half, completely hobbled by a terrible, dragging, badly scheduled, uh, lackluster first half.
0: And that is effectively what came to And there is past. so much that uh, you could have done with John and Sarah also in the first half and given more time to Charlie and Astra in the second half. Yeah. And I'm just so, like, I'm just very sick of this show's priorities and the writers thinking that they are somehow... I think one of my biggest problems with the writers, honestly, is that they're too online and that they're seeing what fans say, and they're a little bit too up their own ass about it. Yeah,
1: and we're not just saying that because you guys are absolutely stalking this fucking podcast. Like whatever, maybe we are, but like, maybe it wouldn't change a thing. But it, I don't. No, absolutely not. Um, it is that thing where it's like. These are the. I, I, I don't want to rehash a bunch of dumb fandom drama, but there's another show that I'm not going to name where, where their writers were very public about the fact that their writers' room had actively tracked ships online that fans were talking about and then deliberately sort of manipulated their show's writing to sort of prop up one ship or do things that would sort of detract from another ship. Um, and that kind of extremely online. Um, response to writing is so fucking poisonous because it's not the people like no offense. It's not the people like me. who are out here writing, like doing entire episodes about, Hey, Nate, Hey, Hey, what is trans? Ask me how they're not going. Wow. We should really try to write more trans narratives and center trans voices in our pod, like our our fucking TV show or whatever. They're listening to the dumbest, loudest. It's the squeaky wheel gets the grease principle. So when they're listening fans, that is shorthand for, we are listening to the worst goddamn fans on I'm planet thinking Earth. I'm also about and... how,
0: like, yeah, the biggest fan base for this is Sarah fans and Avalanche fans. And, like, they're not actively actually doing anything wrong except annoying me. But... No. This, but, isn't but isn't that isn't enough, enough? And also, but... the real thing is that people would pay attention to Zari and Astra and Charlie if you gave them the fucking time. But you don't.
1: They don't. You have to, it's a thing, and I do think we actually talked about this too when we were talking about Mona, is after a certain point, you become responsible. You can, you can if you try hard enough and you're willing to dig your feet in and you're willing to say, no, we're going to stand by these characters and we're going to stand by this narrative, you can change the fan base's mind about these things. You can make them, basically. Like, it, you can make them care. And you can say, we don't care that you don't care because we know this is the right narrative to do, or we know that it's important to stand behind this actress, or we know it's, or we know that you guys are being really stupid and racist. They're not doing that. (laughs) Like, you have to, like, this is the thing I hate about the way that, like, certain fandoms interact with social, like, fandom, like, writers and showrunners interact with fandom in the age of social media. And it's like, I don't mean to sound like I'm old when I'm doing this, but it really is so fucking annoying. It's not just annoying. Um, It's
0: also like stuff like this. It's just, it leads to a lot of harassment. It's one of those things also where I'm like, you know, maybe you guys are upset because people complain about you on social media and you're trying to appeal to the fans because you don't want, you want people to like the show. But if you want people to like the show, have you considered writing a good show?
2: I don't think that anyone who works at DC TV. If can. I was writing and a show
0: like DC's Legend of Tomorrow,
1: I would simply write about I, was, her show I mean like literally.
0: <laughs> I mean really that's what we're fucking dealing with.
2: Like oh i am so sort of acting um, like
0: Tala and Maisie. I mean like how the fuck are you guys gonna have a show without Maisie carrying it on her goddamn back? Truly.
2: Well and I think that's the thing well, that's is, gonna I be think interesting. This where, like, all the show well like, with next season if they ever go back to act go back to acting if they ever get to go back to filming so okay what we know about next season sarah's been abducted there are going to be aliens they're finding a new person who's going to eventually become a legend who's apparently been abducted or is quote literally in the synopsis has been called crazy by um, whoever wrote the damn I'm thing so the show's gonna do that it they too might
0: try to do because you know how zari is technically Ariana Tomaz? I yeah. was, and I told you Every this yesterday, and older. I'm gonna tell Ari and the listeners now. I'm thinking they might try to do Jessica Cruz, where I'm like,
2: uh, uh, so, so even if they I do, even like if they the, do, what? it's still gonna be about it's still gonna be about Sarah because she's the one missing, and they already Phil has already said Nate is gonna be there for Ava because Nate has lost everyone in his life, which Great like solidarity. okay maybe don't do that then. I mean, I don't remember, remember what's did. happening there. I will there.
1: say, in that one episode they had where they were both the awkward gay cousin at the family dinner, they did have really good back and forth. But like, but that means that next
2: season is uh, going to be like, like, like see, this was supposed to be Charlie's season, point. and it was, it was a lot. But if yeah. next season's supposed to be the Ava and Nate season, then it's going to be even worse for Sorry. Nate already and got a season. God
1: damn it! Right, but, like, but here's the get, thing: is like, I, I, her, I really, and this is just her but this is me this is me sort of my hope is that i'm like we're at the point where i'm like hey you know who's actually primed to have a really good relationship nate and bayrod they should be dating and i'll go into that later but this is the thing i want to talk about where i'm like if you're going to continue to have a nate season um i love the, fucking I better I love
0: the hate we face. say nate season with because we don't hate nate we actually think i think he's adorable oh,
1: I think he's great. I, I wouldn't write like reams of trans interpretations if I didn't like a character. But I am frustrated by the idea that we're getting another season about him because it's like priorities.
2: And I don't even think that it's necessarily going to be that. I just, because of the way they've set it up, it has already now become been. It's now about the whites. It's. I hope we get more Mick and Lita because that's one of the things I've generally enjoyed about the back half because I Charlene think that's been Lita really well done.
0: Scene and we just got it at the end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's like I don't necessarily mind if like I'm OK with Nate and Ava being friends and I'm really excited to actually get to hopefully fucking learn about Behrad outside of drugs and crushes okay. on people and really excited to see, you know, the brother sibling thing that they said they wanted to do with Zari too. You know, we might as well in this little bit shift to Zari, Zari, no. Itala, et etc. But like they do a terrible job. We don't have faith in the writers. We're really excited when they do things well because we love these characters and we generally do enjoy the show. As like a, for me personally at least, I can't speak for everyone. Like I do enjoy the like it's a comic show. They're doing some crazy shit. They're really ridiculous. Like it's fun, enjoyable, whatever. But because it's in the context of everything else we've already talked about, I as a Muslim viewer, I'm just like, please don't fuck up Zari because she's the only Muslim character across the last like six that have come out on TV in the last few years who I've genuinely connected to, and I'm just like, please don't fuck it up. Like, you yeah, have one so... job. Don't do it.
0: First one of all, should, shouldn't have strong female character expert Nick Zano have protected Zari 1.0 from having to go back into the totem? Okay. I will say... <laughs> and then I'm immediately kicked off this Skype.
1: If we're, we're going to talk, talk about that, I do want to talk about how I... I think at some point they inevitably had to resolve it that way because we don't have the fucking money. Um, Profoundly, truly, deeply, we don't have the fucking money. But I was genuinely kind of shocked with how fast they resolved it because it's like, it's not like you had to worry about, like, you had the time, like, it's something where I'm like, with a little listen, if we if if we if Lindsay, L- I thought Lindsay Lohan had had a twin until I was like twelve years old because f- of fucking Parent Trap. I'm pretty sure we totally could have done something at least a little bit so we could have had two Zaris for like the first half of next season because that whole thing with Bayrod, like the timeline sort of fucking up again and Didn't him. Make any goddamn um, sense?
0: And I know things on it, Legends aren't supposed to make sense, but that like truly did not make any goddamn make sense. sense. I, I, I would argue... Okay,
1: like, the only way I could argue that is, like, because... But it's, like, the thing is, it's, like, Zari coming out of the totem didn't make sense to begin with. That's just a thing that happened. So let's start from there. That just fucking happened because... And then it's not, like... They didn't even try to tie it to, like, bringing Bayrod back to life meant that when Charlie sewed his, like, life thread back in, it, it melded with the life thread from his past timeline. Like, there was no reason for these timelines to converge the way they did. And... Even ignoring it's that. It's because,
2: well, just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the only reason why, it's because of fucking it's fucking Barry Allen. It's because of Crisis. It's because okay. on Batwoman, which is a god-awful show, they set it up that you can't have two versions of the same person and the other person dies. And they stuck with it because for once in the whole life of DCTV, they actually stuck with something another show said. I know, it's stupid. I am so truly like, fucking
0: sick and tired of being alive.
2: <laughs> I just thought you should How know the context that? for why we had to go this way.
0: <laughs> How about wow. the fact that I'm I... fucking tired of living on this earth?
2: I... Yeah. They only I...
0: did it so that they could keep earth to Laurel. Yeah. All right. So, Okay
1: everything about that is stupid i hate it it's dumb <laughs> everyone involved should be this should be the end of monty python where they just show up and they arrest all the writers and they put them in jail okay not I by <laughs> that but like what i mean is i want like well most of the people in monty python are dead um do they have like children can we just get the, the kids of the pythons to just come fucking arrest <laughs> all right you get the point I'm gonna i hate place anyway. <laughs> under citizens
0: arrest, and when i say i'm going to hold him in contempt what i mean is i have a boiler room <laughs> in this building we're
1: just gonna hang a sign outside that says contempt. All right,
0: okay. So, oh no, God. you live. Okay, a sign I have to. Everything but I just... about
1: this is dumb. So, ignoring <laughs> all of that, it still should have been something that was like the midseason finale for next year because I think it was stupid to to nip the how are there two Zaris? Why are there two Zaris? Thing in the bud this fast because. A year is going to go by. And the last time I, we had a hiatus, I watched, like, three seasons of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and played 200 hours of Pokemon and had to be dragged back into watching Legends. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to fucking watch this show again. So, you're giving me a year? I'm going to go fucking crazy. Because the second I'm left unattended, I just go back to watching cartoons like a fucking anime gremlin. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to love to watch Demon Hunter. Being... Yeah,
0: Empire? that one. And it's not even good. It's just an anime.
1: Yeah, I, listen, I don't want to conjure, oh, whatever, I'm gonna have, it, it's so profoundly baby's first anime, and, like, that's fine. I also, I will say, I respect the manga mangaka for just being like, fuck it, I'm, I'm ending it here, because, like, good for you, go out on top, honestly, um, but there's nothing about it that intrigues me in any way, shape, or form. You hit a point where you've seen so many fucking shonens, you just can't take it anymore. Anyway, um, there was a point to this, um, still point to this, like, it's that thing where it's, like, it should have been something that they made fans talk about, where it's, like, the ending of season one in Twin Peaks was David Lynch throwing a thousand different fucking plot lines at the wall, blowing them up, both literally and figuratively, basically to hold the TV execs hostage into making a second season. This show did the opposite of that, ran around and put out as many fires as possible, and, like, made it so that there's not really a lot to speculate about, Um, it's something where it's like keeping around the two Zaris would have had people going, wait, how the fuck does that work? Like they would have been talking about like, how is this going to impact the show? How is this going to impact the characters relationships? How is this going to, how how is this going to fucking feel for Zari? How's this going to feel for Bayrod? How's this going to feel for Nate? How's it going to feel for John? Like you have all of these things that we didn't even really get to explore because they immediately just shoved her back into the metaphorical bottle and it was just not a thing. And it's like, that's just a dumb move ignoring all the optics ignoring all the this ignoring all the that it is a stupid fucking move because now you've just sort of what's there to talk about in the the next year or so
2: and that is where the four months thing really frustrates me because you could have absolutely cut a different scene given us literally a solid two minutes of all of the characters being like shit at some point we're gonna have to grapple with this let's spend our like for the people who are still on the ship let's spend our time with original original you know what i mean original zari and go from there But instead, they do all of this, and I completely, absolutely agree that, like, having two zaris would kill Tala, like, that's whatever. But they should have gone in at the beginning, knowing who they wanted. They should have known who they wanted to keep, because Phil's interviews imply that they hadn't even figured it out until they got done writing, which is a problem. Fucking break that shit right now in May when you're writing, not in, well, they filmed, what, they filmed in February? In January, when you're breaking the finale. Uh Uh-huh.
0: The legends have a real problem, and, like, sometimes I guess it has created better narratives, but they have a real problem with, like, not sticking to shit because they feel a certain way, and I'm all for, like, sure, letting your characters tell you where to go, but you never actually let the characters of color tell you where to go. So what the fuck?
1: So what the fuck? I mean, surely, so much of this is so what the fuck, but, like, it's just... It's something that would have served as a great clincher for the ending of the midseason to a point where it's like, I get mad thinking about it. Because it was such a sweet scene where she's like, this time it's my turn to protect you. And I'm like, hey, you know what would have made that meaningful? If we got to see Zari 1.0 interacting with Bayrod more. And her making that decision with all of the knowledge of what Bayrod did for her in the previous timeline that Bayrod doesn't know about. And on one level, it's like, yeah, we don't want to just redo the same timeline we just had with Zari 1.0 and Zari 2.0 again. But, like, don't you dare fucking tell me that this show doesn't love repeating shit like truly you think they would be upset about repeating a plot line and also didn't fucking like Hegel say that everything happens twice like (laughs) I yeah that's a hell of a thing but like i it would have made so much more sense it would have given you room to let the first half of this season be about them and on one level yes oh christ the optics and it's like no we don't want to see violent things happening to bayrod because Oh, Christ, the current everything. You literally everything. could have had things but with like, Bayron.
0: It's like either he's a stoner or you're showing violence or literally like with Atropos killing him or with him being shot in the chest, you're showing violence be enacted upon him. It's like that problem that fucking Young Justice had where they had that character who was supposed to be a Muslim and then everybody was like, so she can't die. So you just keep showing a Muslim woman being brutalized. And they're like, actually, she's not Muslim. She just likes wearing the headscarf.
1: I forgot about that second part.
2: Holy shit. I just think that, like, what, for Harad, what? like, what was the point of bringing him in? Because here's here's what I'll say. I think it's really weird, because I mentioned this before jokingly, but I generally do think the, the like, 10% of why Zari gets any, like, support from the writers and that, like, they try at all, even a little bit, beyond Tala advocating, advocating for herself, wow, that was really Southern, is that she was created... And added in solely because Mark's sister-in-law is Muslim. So even if she doesn't watch the show, I just feel like there's this level of, like, well, my sister-in-law is going to kick my ass, so I should at least try But Behrad, they literally were like, we need another character, and we're going to do... Like, within the story, they had written about him, because that's what brought Zari's character onto the ship. But I mean, for this season, specifically, like, okay, he exists now, but he's never allowed to do anything. He's best buds, haha. With Nate, but we don't actually get to see that develop in any way, shape, or form beyond it being well because he replaced Sorry. So there's this whole just backstory that's non-existent. He's supposed to be technically faking that he's in school for five years. Like there's all these things that we don't know anything about. Yeah, and it's just really frustrating men, because
0: they did one episode and then I never mean, brought it again. I there's also the whole thing that like, okay, so Beornod is really good friends with Nate and hooked up with Charlie, and we never address the fact that like I think we all know what the writers were doing with that. And you guys yeah. could have just fucking talked about it and we would have been like, oh, okay. Um, and you just, like, not to... I mean, here's the thing. I actually do enjoy Zari and Constantine as a ship, but it shafted Same. immediately all of her other relationships. Where yes. I'm like, yeah. wh- it, why? Her? Which, yeah, so and again, become, it became it became completely
1: pointless for them to do that because they've removed any of the drama that might come in from having two Zaris. Like, that was such a dumb fucking move, Um, truly. But it is also just infuriating because it's the thing where, like, I mean, the Beirut thing where you're like, why did they even have him? It's like, I really, I, I, I want to like him a lot. I do. I, I... I'm really angry that they're not really interested in giving him things to do. Um, I think it's that sort of thing where it becomes like... You have to... If you are going to make all these fucking characters, you have to start doing something with them. Um, And my only hope is that next season he will get more. And if he doesn't, like, it's going to be another one of those nails in the fucking coffin. Because it's like you can't... It's just frankly... Especially from a show that prides itself, and I would argue is its strongest point character narrative character growth and character arcs if you just have bayrod sort of hanging around being like a one note comedy relief thing for much longer i i start i start losing things i can credit you guys for because it's like i have to then start saying oh they're really good with character narratives except for like this one guy they haven't really figured out what the fuck they're doing with him and like it would have made so much more sense like to to see bayrod like being really protective of like both versions of Zari cuz like he doesn't like he's so worried that this is going to mean something really bad for his sister and he's trying to protect her and like Zari 1.0 remembers what happens and doesn't is like afraid to tell him and like she doesn't like you could have done a lot with their relationship by this being a thing with Bayrod where it's like these two timelines this is are not trying about to ships
0: hurt. either but the second Zari 1.0 was back they're like okay throw her with Nate that's done Zari 1.0 yeah. is with Constantine Zari Zari 2.0 is with Constantine Zari 1.0 is with Nate Bayrod gets no screen time we are so good at this. We're, but also that fascinates
1: because I'm like, if the CW loves anything, it's stupid bullshit drama, and I would, I would argue that this is the embodiment. I'm like, I cannot think of a more batshit fucking, like it. How? What more could like? How much fucking more batshit relationship do you get than like? fuck it. We're going to have two different versions of this one character be in love with like th- at least five different people. Like that's great. Um, and they just completely fuck and they, and like, and didn't Phil do a thing about how like they, they had like, Oh, isn't it going to be so interesting about how these relationships are going to go. And there's two Zaris and her feelings for it's a love joke. And I those a like-
0: different writers, but yeah. Yeah, where it's like, okay, well, that would have been interesting, except then you didn't. And you also, just- them being like, Zari 1.0 is definitely gone forever. She's Living in the totem it. forever. Where I'm like, I want confirmation that Amaya is in the totem, number one.
2: Yeah. Two, that doesn't make any sense because the literal way Zari 2.0 gets by to see her is by totem, taking whatever room. Where I'm like, so
0: did she literally, yep. because now they realize she was in there, is she now just purely spirit?
2: Or is it because of, like, if she exists like, at all now that Beherot exists? Thing. I
0: mean, if they were... They're not going to do this because that would require giving Zari more development. Um, I would think it would be really interesting if, like, the secret... Because you know they always love to have their twist villain? If the twist yeah. villain ends up being Zari 1.0, who gets really sort of corrupted by being alone in there for a second time, and then she and Zari what 2.0 do have to merge...
2: I mean, here's what they should have done. So lucky. This, this is this would have solved all of our fucking problems. They should have not given Brandon 62 episodes. They should have shortened the first half of the fucking season to be less about that bullshit. Immediately introduce Zari 1.0 again into the third, to the first part of that trilogy. Yep. Get rid of one of the shows that they sit on so we can have more of Charlie and let Charlie have the finale like she's supposed to with Tala being Zari and Zari with the way that like. They could have literally called up wherever the fuck they made Orphan Black and asked how What's-Her-Face did it. She that's played 60,000 goddamn characters. They could have asked, hey, give us some advice. We don't want to hurt our actress. She's up for the role, though. How do we do this across three episodes so she doesn't die? What did you guys do? Not yeah. that fucking hard. But that would mean... That, so, like, that's the frustration, right? It's like, that means that they would actually care about giving Zari and Zari and Behrad and Castle a genuine story for the last three uh, seasons, good lord, three episodes.
1: I should be so lucky. The last three seasons,
2: <laughs> <sighs> which then sucks because like we did like the episode; it was
1: fun. It like, was so weird because I'm like, listen, I we are now. It is ten o'clock. We've been bitching about this
0: for an hour. Yeah, and 45 we've got minutes. our last half hour to sort of do the fun the, live stream stuff. That's what I was kind of watching the clock for. Yeah, and like I do want to say but the that ending what, for Charlie like, does make sense because she is extreme. yeah really traumatized and she's really traumatized in a way that is unfortunately kind of related to the legends where i like i actually completely understand why she would want to step back from them and i'm like kind of metaphorical Mm -hmm. that charlie is like i need to step back from the legends and macy is like i need to step back from this show yes
1: Where it's like i don't think it's like she clearly didn't like i don't think it's that she held hard feelings against the legends i think it was just when you view it it doesn't matter i'm i'm not arguing i I think it's just more like sorry but like i just want to make sure i didn't want i want to make it clear i'm Once not like asking, it's not like are oh, you mad well. at me? <laughs> yeah i sorry i had a moment i was like i don't know if you're no. upset with me or something i didn't know if it's out of line or whatever in any case because I, I know everyone's obviously really incensed about what a shit show this turned into but like
2: <laughs> i think that our listeners are used to it after me being on the last how everybody episodes so yeah but i
0: just mean in you terms of, of like, the it's a the like show. do you see how on fucking if, topic we've been uh, <laughs> I, I did my best. Yes, um, and I do appreciate it.
1: Um, <laughs> it is something where, like, I think my big thing is I actually genuinely, I, am I mad that it wasn't, like, a, a, a proper send-off, quote-unquote? Yeah, I am. But did I think that that, like, punk rock cover of, like, a children's TV show, like, that's such a fun, cute thing to do. Yes. It's actually, like, there's basis for it. Like, um, I know there's, like, punk covers of, like, a bunch of, like, kids show like, themes, because it's, like, a fun, like, you know, like, ha, hasn't it so cool to do this with, like, heavy guitars and shit? But, like, it was such a cute thing in the context of, like, Charlie getting her band back, where it's, like, when you stop and think about she, as much as we love her as a legend, and I know she loves this team and all that, she did sort of, she she spent, like, when you view it in the context of her life, the legends were, like, this hard left into a bunch of crazy shit and family drama that she'd spent literally centuries Trying not to bring up, so it's like it does make sense for her to be like, okay, well, I would like to go back to not having to worry about my family and being she and, and being in my punk rock. Come family.
0: on the ship, they took her.
1: No, that's another thing where again that was sort of like forgotten and ignored about, even though it's part of the larger trend of getting black characters on on this team with like really violent methods. Jax and oh, I fucking hate it that, here. Ugh, I hate I fucking hate it here. Um, but it is something where it's like it does make sense for her to be like, well, this, cause to her, this is just like a fun little interlude. It would make sense. It, especially cause it was like her, her family, like her band is back. And like, we did see them getting killed and we were like, Oh, this is really uncomfortable again, the optics. So it's like the fact that they were back and performing again. I'm like, this is what she wanted. Like, this is what Charlie wanted. And this is what they Maisie want wanted. To perform and as much as it annoyed me.
0: Yes. And that's Okay. Um, also, the Smell a is a larger... band that Lita is aware of, which means that yeah. they do end up having some kind of bigger influence, which I think is really great because one of the things the Legends writers said is, like, we are so excited. Like, we know, like, we want you here, but your voice is needed elsewhere. And so it does sort of say yes. that, like, Charlie is probably going to be some kind of rock and roll. Also, you can also, and listen, hey, 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 guys, not to Zarly on Main, not to Zarly on Main, but... The fact that Zari 1.0 had to go back into that totem I feel like was kind of the final straw for Charlie where she was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, listen, tune in for my fic where uh, now Ava is the interim captain and we have Zari 2.0 and Charlie accidentally knocked her up and she isn't there and Sarah isn't there and everyone is freaking out. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to work through their trauma like they should have if they've gotten the screen time. And then I'm also just probably going to write a bunch of pornography.
1: That's fair. Um, that is usually where all of my, I, all roads lead to Rome kind of thing. Um, it is something where it's like, I appreciated it. I understand. It's like, oh, as much as it annoyed me, I'm also like, I get it in the context of like, fair enough. I can come up with a narrative justification for this, but it doesn't excuse the systemic problems that got us here yep. in the first fucking place. Um but like I did think it was a cute send off as these things go. I did like I said as as uh, even though we we'll we spent the last like a very long time brutalizing the shit out of this episode. It I really I am genuinely impressed with how narratively they managed to stick the landing because every other fucking season finale has not stuck that landing except for the first one and that's sort of its own that that's that's you know that's the that's
2: the first season season of the show just doesn't exist let's be honest the
1: show barely counts and the only reason it counts is because
2: of Sarah. but like and i'm actually gonna say
0: honestly the fact that they're doing aliens and that phil has mentioned that they wanted that's why i'm saying never say never about zari 1.0 because now i'm starting to get the the fact that the writers retweeted that little skit that falk did like oh my god we love this so much and knowing that Sierra, oh, and they're not going to be filming for a while, knowing that Sierra unfortunately is not going to be doing Frozen, I think they're going to try to worm their way into this one, boys.
1: I mean, if they manage it, that would be pretty impressive after all this time. But, um, that just, oh, God, please, if we get to finally get the fucking Thanagarians after all of that Sarah fucking inc- that, that Because
0: she's going to be on the, because a bunch of aliens think that she has dated Kendra and Kara. And so they're like, oh, perfect. She can be our next intergalactic bachelorette. And Sarah's like, well, in yeah. fairness, I did definitely date both of them. That was canon. We all saw it.
1: <laughs> yes, we all saw. Um, nothing.
0: happened? <laughs>
1: God. Okay, so that is the thing of, like, um... It is something where I would be so fucking fascinated if they managed to bring the uh, Thanagarians back because we have that whole tinfoil. I, I, I would argue it's not super tinfoil Hattie, actually, but like that whole thing where we were like, they had to change that, you know, the crossover had to be about the dominators mm-hmm. instead of the Thanagarians because of all the backstage infighting between Berlanti, Guggenheim, and Clemmer. Um, great. Beautiful. If they managed to finally bring Thanagar back, that would be
0: amazing. Sarah gets kidnapped um, by and she's like, question one, is Kendra here? Question two, do you have her number? question three if you don't i'm i'm gonna kill everyone here that's fair um but it is something
1: like that would be so fucking wild but like um god i don't know if we did and it's a thing where it's like unfortunately i'm like i liked this episode while watching it but i had all the dumb things did kind of overshadow like this was a like, very tight back half. Like,
0: I really enjoyed the episodes. I love Zari 2.0. Oh. I'm actually. I like Zari 2.0 a little more than 1.0 personally. I'm not sure if some of that is spite. Well, no, we do. But I just relate to her more. I think part of it is spite. But I did. I did. I think they. I liked seeing Zari
1: 1.0 work through her trauma. Like, it was the thing where it's like, I like them for different reasons, where I liked seeing Zari 1.0 work through her trauma and loneliness and learn, learn to love her family. And I liked to see Zari 2.0 learn to take herself seriously well, and respect also, herself. And I'm like, is it going
0: and, to be a plot point next season? Because if you look at Tala's face, when they when Zari 1.0 has to go back into the totem, is it going to be a plot point that she thinks everybody resents her? And that she's acting interesting. in doubt? be
2: Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, and that's where I think the stuff with John will be interesting because (sighs) fucking Matt Ryan was like, I don't know what's going to happen. They're probably going to have me fuck shit up again. So it's like all of the actors are very aware of the fact that the writers just live in tropes for each of their characters. The writers are just cats knocking glasses off of tables. Right, so like at what point then... I mean, I really did end up growing to really like John and Sorry Together. Like, it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot, actually. I like it. So like, like, I'm watching them continue to like explore where that takes them but only if it be if they still get to be individual characters and because at least with this season this next season being about finding um sarah and it's not because john fucks something up for the first time in what two john and a half Constantine half
0: it, it's not <laughs> us <laughs> it's not us i mean so
2: fucking profoundly um
1: because yeah john john is the one giving the speech about how they're just like the ghostbusters um that's not That Oliver's is something car. where I, I will say the one thing I liked is probably summed up that we, okay, the bullet we dodged when you were like, hey, the Hall of Bad Ideas has podcasts in it, and ice ran down my spine because I didn't realize you were speaking hypothetically. And I thought that that was just a thing they'd revealed. And I was like, oh my God, we, I we was have like, to go into
0: the witness protection program. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> just get in my car and drive right
1: into the ocean. You ever want but to like
0: hop into a pelican's mouth and say, just drive. Just... Just
1: <laughs> but like, we did dodge that bullet. I was holding my breath the whole time. Um, it was so fucking I. Because like, I downloaded a ton of stuff off of LimeWire when I was a kid. Because you'll never, you'll never catch me now. Um, rebel. <laughs> but, like, I was like. The- there were so many, please, I, 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 I am a big fan of, like, pirate all your shit, make sure it's archived, have backups, have copies, streaming doesn't mean shit. It's Honestly, guys, if you want to keep watching
0: no. Legends of Tomorrow, I'm not a Nielsen household, and I watch via digital antenna, so it doesn't fucking matter. Watch it illegally. Truly. Watch it illegally. What,
1: what are you, like, what are we, the cops? Go for it. Um, It... There was a right? Okay, so seeing the Thong song come up was like, that was one of those things on LimeWire, which is on there fucking constantly. And I was just like, okay, well, the Thong song, the, first song off, came I out, mean, I again. was seven
0: years old. Now, first of all, they didn't make a joke about having 1,999 party points, where I was like, no, it's just cowards. Shame. But also,
1: um, again, with Nick Zano, it is truly that moment of, is this acting? Can we legally classify this as acting? Where I'm just like, oh, he's just, oh God, he's just like this, like all the time, forever. Shit. Um, it, I will say, because I was watching it, and I was talking to Mia, and I was, the, um they were like, oh, well, like, how's your show going? And I'm like, well, right now they're fighting uh Joseph Stalin, Marie Antoinette, Julius Caesar, a random caveman, and, like, someone else. Who the fuck else. was that caveman? And...
0: Who was that supposed to, okay, I, I will say, I that the was, gag, I, that was the, the, the joke. gag where they replaced their statues, that was very good, because they're all like, oh, my God, that took so long. Cain! yes oh Oh, my god that really oh okay
1: all right all right i'll give them that one that's actually fairly clever um but i was like oh yeah and they're all doing it right now and the thong song is playing for some reason and i'm like you know when this show is good it's that it's genghis khan coming to assassinate prince charles with a sword he got from hell incidentally why didn't we get genghis khan back like um with his hell sword um why did not we get Prince prince charles because if you want to talk about bad ideas the monarchy is up there um that would have been fun but like it it was, so, it was so but it's like again like when the show is it's at its best it's that and like cannot fucking believe they try to get charles manson in there for a hot second where i'm like they just keep reaching they what just keep the reaching they just ke-
0: Massa, I, he was mentioned twice and in just, one episode also, i'm sorry it's a pulse credit sequence and it cuts to the fucking pg kick <laughs> it's like a mind hunter where they just
1: keep having a closing credit sequence <laughs> BTK, like, hey, he's still out there, and that's our fucking plot next season. We're getting to that point. Like, they just keep reaching, and it's like we're going incrementally. We got the fake also, serial killer with This of Kiwi is a really Her-
0: stupid question, but I'm gonna ask it. If Zara and Nate Go weren't going it. to end up together, why did Tala and Nick take all their promotional photos together? Because the show doesn't.
1: The show is flying by the seat of its pants constantly. Um, I don't know. I. I don't, I don't know. Maybe
0: they're like hanging
1: out. I don't
2: fucking know. Um, I don't. Wait, are you talking about the ones yeah. where they were like Listen, styled? I don't want talk um, about the
0: Tala and Nick theories I have because they're a little bit haram. So nobody needs to hear that. I just have a very certain instinct for certain things.
2: No, so. but, but are you talking yes. about the promotional photos yes, where they're like Marie staged? Infoinette
0: and he's wearing the second outfit he wore during the medieval episode.
2: I think it was really just because they filmed it at that time and they just put them all together. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> they Uh, don't plan these things ahead no they don't know how to plan anything they don't plan anything ahead um it
1: is though like that is the show at its best but we are getting like i'm like and then we got you know billy joel demon dog and then now we got charlie manson like for like a a, you know blink and you'll miss a cameo but still i did where i am like they
0: said uh tell someone who's never seen the show because i was at my parents because that's the only place i can go when they were like, "Tell someone who's never seen the show what Legends of Tomorrow is like," and I haven't posted mine yet because, like, this week has just felt wildly inappropriate. I do have it; I'll share it at yeah. some point. But um, I literally turned to my dad and I went, "How do I get in touch with David Berkowitz?" Oh God! <laughs>
2: oh, my God!
0: Great, great opening. I'm
1: surprised your dad doesn't know. I
0: mean, honestly, that was my issue as well. Um. I just, this, this season, this, if we just oh. want to do, like, quickly, this season had a lot of, like, cute things. Um, overall, the characters stayed true to themselves. It was, but it wasn't yeah. tight. And it was really mishandled.
1: No. Second half was, was tight comparatively, but, like, oof.
0: And, like, knowing that this oof. is Maisie's last and season all, and you guys thought that you were doing this party. for her and that you were going to do this for her because you love her so much and you just completely fucked the pooch on that one. Kind of yep. sours it a little bit, and like it, we are hitting that point where it's like we're
1: getting to six seasons, so all of these problems are starting to become more and more apparent, and it's like the damage is, you know, like the the it's that thing where it's like we talked in the recap um of the first half where it's like how like Grace has like a thousand yes. fucking character. So please but say like what the,
0: you're going to say about Grace. That you said to me last night.
2: Yes. Oh. Frack. I said a lot of things. Uh, Oh, just that they have, like, a shit ton of characters. And, like, I've made the joke before, but Legends really tries to act like it can be, like, Grays with the ensemble. And also the fact that there's constant people fucking each other. Like, it very much feels like that same energy. But because the show cannot parse through the, like, sheer number of characters they have, it doesn't work. Because the way Grays handles it is that each season... Every single character gets one episode to, like, really shine. And then they all rotate being in the background. Yeah. But in this season, they try to do it with everyone simultaneously. Yeah. And so it's like, we're just going to throw all of our plot points at the wall and whatever sticks will be what we write in each episode. They try to
1: play just... every single season of Grays at the same time in terms of how they handle this. And what if like, we did everything like on that. top of each yeah. other all
2: at once? Acting.
1: Very yeah.
2: fast. Um... Because, like, Meredith, and so Meredith from Grey's and Sarah are similar in that, like, they are the main characters, and they do take up a lot of space, but they're, well, especially because <laughs> Ellen Pompeo has gotten a huge raise Actually. Let me rephrase. She deserves in that she does a lot of work. She doesn't need to be making that much money because no one needs to be making that much money. But because of that, she is allowed to act as little or as much as she wants in each episode. So we still get to see all of the different other characters. And Grey's has, like, a solid 20 now because they have all those Interns. But Legends, I just think, can't figure it out. And so it does a disservice to everybody. And now that it's season six, nothing's going to change. But, like, at what point... And also, realistically, just because of COVID and everything else going on, if this becomes their last season, are they planning ahead? From no. every last season we've seen, they don't plan ahead. So, yes, then what so. happens when the finale occurs, and it's garbage.
1: And it will be because, and again, it is their choices that have gotten them here. Like there, there are things that they Legends could be doing to make this as better. A show is just... literally
0: just the Onion article that reads, "If only I'd listened to virtually anyone."
2: Seriously. <laughs> Um, like, I are- think I think they've reached a point where they have figured out like they figured out a little bit better how to do the A, B, and C plots because they let Mick kind of run around on his own with Lita and they did a lot of that and like Nate took a backseat for better or worse in certain ways and so I feel like they're trying like Sarah was gone Katie was gone to episodes because of directing and I'm sure Jess she's going to want to direct again next year um, because she, but, she like- also
0: did the director program so we're probably going to miss Ava for a couple episodes and I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that they right. went to the Tall so, People like, Convention, which is a convention for tall people. Yeah. Oh, God, what if they have
1: her going to fucking Stab Con and then I have to just. Well, so here's the.
2: So all of whatever the box is full. Now, how they are allowed to film, should they ever go back to filming, will have to be very different. They cannot kiss, they cannot hug, they can't do any of that. The fight scenes are going to have to be different. The plots are going to have to be different. Are they going to do like mini bottle episodes with an episode where like half the team is in one room the whole week for that week? We don't know anything about that, right? But that's going to be part of the issue. So now all of our suspicions have to be filtered through the like, they could barely write when things were okay. So so now when COVID is forcing them to, like... All the fucking Avalanche people are going to be like... Oh, my God. Why well can't they kiss? So they'll be like, you're all really annoying. Please shut up. <laughs> not everyone, but a lot of them. But, like, that's the thing, right? Like, how do we know with any show? It's not just Legends. Um, A lot of the TV shows are really struggling with, like... All the writing rooms just came back literally last week. And now they have to break a whole season... And assume that they're going to go back sometime this year. But maybe not. And even if they do go back next year without a vaccine... Like, do they create the first half of the season to be social distance? And then the second half is like, okay, well, we all got vaccines now, so we can all have them make out. I don't know how that works. I'm not an expert. I don't get paid enough for this. But we, I've been percolating those You guys are getting
1: like, paid. Are Neither do they. They are no longer experts.
2: Um, no, I mean, I, like, the studios. The oh, real people who get paid billions of bucks to just pretend like they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be so lucky. God,
1: but I wish it, that were me. Truly. Um, do we, we've been really fucking mean to this season, um, and it deserves it, but I guess I know at the end of every season finale we think about what we want from next season, um, and I've always been, I've, I think pretty much every time I've said I want the fucking Endless to show up, but it's odds are low we're getting that because they are doing that Netflix Sandman series that might, we'll probably not, that that one might not come out for a couple years though, given the givens, but I'm assuming we're not allowed to use the Endless anymore, um, but do we want to talk about what we want to see from next season? Or is there anything else you think would uh, make a better question? I
0: mean, I have some fan questions if we want to answer those first. Oh, yeah. More important. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We have fan questions? we? Who do have are fan we? questions. I, got yeah, them. I mean... You guys can put them in the chat. I'm looking at my Tumblr inbox right now. Um, we're just going to try to. Okay. Uh, someone asked a uh, favorite outfit from this season. And what do you want to see from the Tarazis next season? Um, my favorite outfit is obviously Zari's um, Marie Antoinette is Zari's Rococo outfit I thought that was absolutely now I found out that they got the dress from just costuming because Winona Ryder wore it on an episode of Drunk History like four years ago
2: oh my god that's so funny
0: um, um and like making that dress is gonna be such a fucking nightmare but I am excited to one day make it oh god the wig is gonna be worse
1: Oh. Um, I'm the wig, so uh, I was mean, like, I
0: loved. I, I mean, that's also the other thing is that like I liked Zari two dresses in a way that like I dress not exactly because um I have a really big chest, so like all those blouses <clears throat> she wears, I'm like that couldn't happen for me. No. But um, I loved Charlie's braids when she was wearing that mini skirt. Also, that was an extremely good look. Um, and my hope for the Tarazis next season is actual independent plot, maybe just with each other.
1: Fair enough. Um, Sahara, do you want to go next?
2: Sure. I was going to say that I think, so the sorority episode really just gets me because literally John's house looks like... entry to my story house, and also those outfits are absolutely outfits that my friends and I have worn when we've gone partying into things. So definitely all of the outfits from that episode, especially Zari's. Mm. And then I think as far as Taurasi's go, like, I really do want, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to cast for flashbacks because, again, guest stars, blah, 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 but if they can, like, I would love to see, like, so in this timeline, like, Zari 2.0 grew up with a brother, so I want to see like a flashback to them being kids because I just think it'd be really... Where's the fucking dragon?
0: They said they Sorry. were going to address it, and they fucking lied.
2: Yeah, where's the dragon? We and we and... about, fuckers. <laughs> like, do we get I have no, no, you're Mipra fired. On my
0: fucking shirt. I have, I have the redesign <laughs> that Rebecca pencil scratches. Oh, there goes my microphone. I have the redesign that I made Rebecca pencil scratches do because the original design for Mithra is fucking hideous. <laughs>
1: I mean, I I argue they could have done the low po- the the low poly model of Bulbasaur from Hey You Pikachu, and it would have been much better. But like, they tried. Okay, tried. But like, I just like dragons. Like, you know. But I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. Go for it.
2: No, you're fine. That was really all I was gonna say. It's I just I want to see flashback or some kind of just like this is how they were growing up because I think that really informs the the fact that like the way we've been given sorry Two has been that she's been working her whole life, but her parents always supported Behrad. And so like, was there a point where like, she had to do something as a kid for like being the dragon girl and Behrad was like out and about doing something else and her parents were shitty. Like, I don't know. I just want to know more about what it was like growing up together.
0: I don't think anyone on the show is legally allowed to have good parents. So I'm kind of like, but also talking about Zari's parents is not a field that I would be super. So we'll see.
2: No, we'll see. It's one of those well, things. Well, it's not even that they were necessarily. I mean, Sari's parents are peak Persian, South Asian, Arab—just stereotypical parents. So, like, it's not even necessarily that they were like awful on purpose, or that like the way the show is positing them is necessarily that they were awful parents. It's really just that like they focused on Behrad, which happens in every goddamn brown family, where it's like the prince of the family. So, as it, as children, were they closer? Did they
1: go apart later? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's fair. I would like to see the show do something more with sibling dynamics because they do such interesting things with parent-child dynamics. Um, And even the little things we saw of, like, Bayrat and Zari, like, did make me feel about, like, having siblings myself. Um, I do, in terms of best outfits, I feel like, you know, the the Zari, Rachel said the Zari-Rococo one, and it was very good. I wish we saw Charlie happy in the clotho outfit because that is such peak... Like high fantasy look, it is so fucking cool. I love her hair. Um, I love like I want. I wish that we saw her like happy and powerful in that outfit instead of like miserable and, you know, in the thick of an abusive environment. Because it's a thing where it's like I really like the outfit, but it's not really like a
0: great. I mean, Charlie in that outfit is just like a fucking tribute to the fact that Star Wars completely fucking misused Maisie.
1: Yeah, so it is, it's like, it really does, it looks, it looks so fucking good. Um, it is just, that is definitely my favorite outfit. I just wish there was a happier, like, context we saw her in it. It's fine. Uh-huh. I'm gonna
0: make edits of Maisie, of like, an alternate universe where Maisie played Leia or Padme. And that's Wouldn't it be I- so funny if Maisie got cast as the new Batwoman? I'm just kidding, unless... Um, That would be so fucking funny because the Legends writers would just be like oh. (laughs) oh, Guess we'll die then. Um, I guess you fucking will. I
1: guess you fucking will. Um, But it is... In terms of what I want for the Tarazi siblings, I mean, I want... I said this briefly, but I do think Nate and Bayrod would make a fantastic relationship because it's like Nate's lost literally fucking everything. This game has taken everything from me. And like he is so like that's his le- like that's his best friend like that's that's the only person he has left and like Nate and Bay Rods already said that like Nate is a like a romantic he's a he loves he's a sucker for doomed romances and it's like let this be his not doomed romance let him get closer to Bayrod, let them like, you know, get close. Like, remember how we talked about how Nate and Zari 1.0 got together because of how much they both missed Amaya? Yep. Like, let's fucking have that. Like, let's the two of them get closer because they were already friends to begin with, but they just really miss like, Zari and, and, like, I... I mean, I've just... said
0: it before and I'll say it again. I would love for Nate dating a man to be canon, but if Nick Zano gets to kiss someone of the same gender when Maisie never did, I'm gonna literally kill him. That's fair. I'm gonna that... kill him
2: I'm going to kill the I mean, writers, just I'm gonna suing put, just this gonna baby. going to put him with the aliens. I mean, not the aliens, they're going to put them with whoever got abducted, let's be real.
0: Um, I don't think, Jessica Cruz Out. doesn't deserve that. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I'm... Be
1: Jessica Cruz, although that would be interesting if they bring in the Green Lanterns, because we don't have any well, live action. Well, here's
0: the thing, as Sahara mentioned to me last night, uh, John Diggle thing. gets the Green Lantern ring in the last episode of Arrow, because I think they were thinking of putting him on Lois and Clark. Oh or whatever God, so- spin-off they're doing, but I'm not sure if that's happening still. Well yeah,
2: and also apparently. so HBO Max is rumored to have Green Lantern happening, so I don't even think that like Green Lantern is happening here. Oh God.
0: We're all gonna Who's fucking talking? die.
2: Um
1: truly it is something where it's like I would love to see their relationship, especially because like and speaking of things of like Phil, what's the vibe? Here's our segment of Phil, what's the vibe? Yeah, let's when what's the vibe?
0: The club and
1: Nate goes, Oh, I guess I'm gonna text Dion. Like I'm like, I'm sorry, is he rebounding? With D- Dion? Is that That the was or truly, or that's the that vibe? was
0: truly, it's the reason we have this segment. Yeah. Phil, what's like, the vibe was invented. Fun. I mean, I would honestly love to see Dion recurring next season.
1: Well, one, yes, I would love to see Dion recurring, but, like, I don't, there's no other way for me to take that, given what just happened, than Nate doing a rebound, like, booty call kind of thing. Like, what
0: fucking else? How, because it's the thing where it's like, Nate getting knocked off and having a demigod makes a lot of sense.
1: Yes, but like, and then we just and then this just all segs into that that uh, Disney Plus series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> Lanta. we have lost okay. the plot. We're no,
1: not doing that. We're not. We've lost the plot. But seriously, like, it is such a fu- Like, I'm like, if that if, if if he was texting like Aphrodite or whatever, we would have all sort of been like, ha yeah, that's the joke. because He's gonna co have sex with Aphrodite. So what makes this different? Like, what's the fucking vibe? Like, it's that thing where it's like. This isn't this isn't that moment in Teen Wolf where they're like, "Oh, Stiles you buy and he just stares and doesn't say anything and then the camera smash cuts away cuz like
0: jumps, you know, transition." But like <sighs> I think a lot about <laughs> the fact that Teen Wolf is bad.
1: <laughs> I don't cuz I didn't really watch it, but like it's 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 background radiation in my head because of like you. Not in the mean you. way, just like I know what you kid. But like it
2: that's the one way of putting, I learned something through osmosis that I regret credit. <laughs> <laughs> I just call it, 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 it's not like it's radiation. Okay, oh, radiation.
0: there was something I wanted to mention, but it's completely unrelated, so I'll mention it at the end of the episode. Fair enough. Um, in terms of,
1: like, Zari, to get back to what I want for Zari, is like, well, what I really liked, they they what, what, I, what I would have loved to see, they kicked in the dick. So at this point, um, I want if they're gonna have her be with john constantine i swear to fucking god that woman needs a 24 7 fucking bodyguard because john constantine's Is dick. saying in the, the chat
0: that mick and nate are basically guy and kyle has a lot of implications and i don't want to think about those well thanks that just we have another question like, in the chat too by the way yes, so All right, go um we have a chat a question that says um what uncommon character dynamics would you want to see next season um, Bayrod and Mick was suggested. That's a big one because I think Bayrod one. would be horny for Mick, but in like a much chiller yeah. way. Yes, That's because we think everything, everyone's horny for just, Mick. He seems like the kind of guy. If everybody, a if I, him here's the thing. I personally am not horny for Dominic Purcell, but if I didn't want to yeah. think that everybody was horny for Mick, then why are all the characters except Sarah and Ava horny for Mick?
2: i mean Dominic gray beard is kind of nice but it's cool yeah well you said but, it, not me. Um, I mean, <laughs> that would be a fun one um
1: i kind of i don't it's not that i don't want to see bayron and astra interact i don't want to see them interact i actually am kind of thinking up, but I, I would like
0: to see them interact i liked gary a lot when he was interacting with astra and i'm like i actually wouldn't want yeah. that that would be fun. I, um, I think they bring out something. I mean, that is pinnacle he makes me laugh. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're... Astra could really use a relationship like that.
1: Yes. And it's also the thing where it's like if they're going to if they're going to decide they want to start taking Gary seriously or at least a little more seriously and like they did in that last episode where he was a major part of it, they did such a good job with it. I'm like, just keep fucking doing that. Just keep doing doing that and don't stop and I will stop bitching about it. I swear to god. Just keep doing what you were doing and if that means he's around Astra a lot more, awesome. Um it's hard for me to be like and this is almost kind of a point in the show's favor where I'm like, we have seen almost every single major character dynamic kind of explored. Um, I would like to see Ava I and Bayron. I need to see Two
0: and Mick. No yeah, reason, because that kind of lost. That got lost after
2: Lita yeah, so got no brought back. No particular
0: reason, yes. but I do need to see it.
1: You know, yes, particu- yeah, I know your particular reason. But I would like to see Bayrod and Ava because it's that thing where it's like, hey, if we want to maybe analyze why Bayrod is like like that, I think a fun way to do it is to have him interact with this type A person who keeps trying to get him to do things and motivate him. And Bayrod being used to being kind, not in a mean way, but just sort of being like spoiled sweet by his family where it's like everyone loves him and he can do no wrong. He's bra-
2: absolutely spoiled. Then that's why he doesn't do anything in his life. Yes,
1: but not like when I say spoil, like spoiled in a way where it's not like he's like a selfish or bratty person, but just that he's not very disciplined. He's never really had to, doesn't seem like he's had to really do much for himself. Um, And like, that would be fun to have Ava sort of pushing him to do more and Bayrod not really being used to that and sort of reflexively pushing back against having expectations put on him because he's like, well, I was never going to be the, the dragon girl, so, like, why, Why? who fucking cares? Because that would be a really interesting take with his character, where it's like, of course I loved my sister, but my sister basically meant that, like, there was no reason, like, there. W- what the fuck was oh, I going to do? I don't do? Like, like how uh, that feels. Yeah, 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 I'm like, oh, maybe we're getting a little, hmm, getting a little too personal.
0: Anyway, um. Every time Legends gets personal jeez. with shit, I'm like, don't
2: i feel like i need to time our answers for a minute okay (laughs) so there's that answer um the
0: next so i do see that i think it'd be a fun dynamic the next question (laughs) is um if one of us got abducted by aliens would the others notice and i want to say i think i love ari with all of my heart and if they were here in person i would absolutely notice but um i'm always texting and messaging people and ari is usually like drawing or painting or doing something that isn't being obsessively on social media and so it's a little harder to reach them twenty four seven. So right. it might sure. take me. It's in. not even like I just. There are times where I just. Don't I I apologize for um, taking care of yourself,
1: Rachel. I well, are no, on our group chat twenty four seven. It's not that I'm not on social. It's like literally the thing where it's like. Especially recently, mm-hmm. it's that thing where it's like answering, having like a passive, like just like looking at the news or looking at what's going on is very different than like directly engaging in conversation. And I'm not going to lie. My reserves have been shot conversationally where I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what day, what day it is. And I don't like time doesn't work. So <laughs> it's been weird. Um, I have been trying, but I'm the first to acknowledge that it's been like kind of difficult to stay like tethered. Um, and one of the reasons i'm really excited to be able to see you again in person yeah so not i think psychically
0: um, i might know that ari was abducted by aliens the first thing i yeah. would say if ari was abducted by aliens is are they hot and then i would say ari would like, say, ari would say yes or no actually, and like, then i would say true. okay but are they like hot in a normal way or hot in a weird yeah. furry way and then ari would hang up
2: okay oh, like, aliens can also just be hot in the monster way they don't have to be furry yeah,
0: well, I, honestly, I,
1: meant okay, okay, well we, I, I meant
2: to say Where's monster. I meant to say monster and furry. Came diagram out? on monster and furry. Okay, so my answer is diagram? I would totally know because I, I talk to Rachel all the time, and even though Ari and I don't talk regularly, I'm always checking Ari's Twitter. So if Ari hadn't posted for a whole 24-hour loop, I would absolutely be like Ari, and then I'd be like Rachel, have you heard from Ari? And then Rachel would have to go figure it out because they're both in New York and I'm not.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, I'm like, but what, I, I mean, I guess if this is like a chat, my question is, is like, wait, like, what do you mean in terms of, like, would notice? Like, just in terms of, like, having disappeared completely, or was the implication that we came back wrong? Uh, oh, I that's, mean, that's I would that's definitely notice good.
0: if I had been abducted by aliens and replaced by a clone. That would be, honestly, probably the easiest thing for me to notice, because I think that we speak a language that is absolutely...
1: Like hard to replicate. Telepathy grows as love grows. I mean, and it's also mm-hmm. just
0: one of those things. I mean, genuinely, it is just the okay. You be the person at Subway. I'll be the person ordering. The, I'll be you, and you be the Subway person. Okay. Uh, hi, welcome to Subway, Pokemon.
2: <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like seriously. <laughs> like so. Okay, God, so it's ten thirty i have nowhere to go but i, I mean do we can stay on so s- i don't
0: i don't see awesome. any issue yeah, with us answering more quest- questions perfect yeah, so what's the album, next go. question um okay next question i actually got this ask it's not a question but i'd like to read it aloud nate's showing up oh, naked boy. in totem verse guess who's high and horny and got two holes i'm sorry nate has three holes honey um, yeah. Amaya and Zari, oh can't believe we both slept with this man. Other ancestors, you don't have to anymore. Amaya and Zari tying up their hair. No, we're gonna. We're absolutely gonna spit roast this <laughs> Italian-American. <laughs> uh,
2: that's so haram. Oh my gosh. Ouch.
0: Sorry, I'm just thinking about... I'm thinking about the fact that Mick and I feel like the other ancestors probably don't hang
2: out. To be honest, I think the other ancestors like do all the ancestors have their own room and like space and environment? Well,
0: because like when Amaya went into Totem Land, she managed to see all of them. And Amaya isn't an element; she's spirit. And I feel like, and also her daughter mentions that Amaya is like Amaya is essentially like Anasi's favorite totem bearer ever. Tm. Mm-hmm. So she right. probably, also, I'm kind of like, why would Zari and Behrad have a totem made by a West African spider? Never mind. Never fucking mind.
2: I I mean, it's like how the flash Riders I mean, were like.
0: started
1: treating the totems more like that. This is another comment. Maybe this it was is something was, like, where or...
0: it's like an American gods thing and they were scattered across. I mean, like, I don't want them touching anything re- resembling American gods because I don't trust no. like that. I'll...
1: No, but I do think, I, I, they treat them more like the Rider, like the Henshin items in, like, *Common Rider than they do, like, actually anything connected to the an original Totem Mythos. Like, That's they just don't point. fucking care.
0: Um, so I think even if Zari wasn't able to go from Totem to Totem, Amaya absolutely is, because it's like, everybody look out, here comes the best Totem Bearer of all time. We love her. Yes. so that's my hope and like honestly as long as and even if they told us like no Amaya's not in there I'd be like what the fuck do you know you can't even write a show well (laughs) idiot 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 can't even make his own pancakes
1: fucking idiot can't even make his own pancakes
0: I feel so bad for the black bears in Red Dead Redemption because like yes did I just kill one to get this bitchin' fucking coat yes but listen, they're marked as predators, but they actively run away from you because, as in real life, black bears are essentially just dogs. <laughs> that being said, do not go up to one and try to pet it. They're not, they're, they're not, like, aggressive like regular bears in certain ways, but they are certainly not actually dogs. Please do not pet wildlife. I cannot stress this enough, Ari.
1: Okay. Um, I, 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 all right, <laughs> fair enough. Um, listen, listen. Blackbears What's the next question? just like they're just slightly larger raccoons. Like they're not. I could probably like it's it's a thing where it's, like physically could I fight a black bear? Yes. Emotionally, imagine the toll. Like you know, but they are just like they're they're just raccoons, just but like a bit bigger. They don't have like the little mask or like the little hands. Like they just they they just they just eat out of the trash and get scared by cats very easily. <laughs>
0: Okay, I was also thinking about, for some reason today, I was thinking about the line from Season 3 of From Dusk Till Dawn, when Richie and Seth are now technically supposed to be bagmen for the Culebra Lords, for the Nine Lords, and Richie is a vampire and Seth isn't, so someone calls him a feedbag, and Seth mm. goes, feedbag? That is a microaggression. Like, in this very tongue-in-cheek uh-huh. way, but it was like, as if there wasn't a reason to physically fight DJ Katrona before. That is one of those
1: things where I'm like, I under- and I understand that Robert Rodriguez is like, like, I, like that's clearly a po- but I'm just like,
0: Donald, I'm gonna fucking beat. My favorite about <laughs> Donald Joseph Catrona is that he is not Latino, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet, he has such
1: dirtbag Italian. Me- it's like remember when you were like Grant Gustin from New Jersey? And I'm like, well, that explains everything. Jersey,
0: he's actually from Virginia, which kind of tracks.
1: I mean, I guess, but that is he. It, he, he sold Grant oh, Gustin God. Is
0: from New Jersey.
1: It, like, he has that same, like, just uncomfortable gas station Guido energy. It's exhausting. He, oh, um, my God. Get
0: it? So, is that appropriate? Truly. Especially
1: now that he's old. here's how Grandis can still win mode. It's like, okay. Oh, God. There oh was God. a guy reaching,
0: on Guy's Grocery Games. There velocity. was a contention on Guy's Grocery Games last night. So it was the pizza making episode, challenge episode. So they, of course, had one guy who's Italian from Italy and one guy who is named Joe and owns a pizza shop in uh, New Jersey near the shore.
1: Uh, okay, so, like, that could if be fucking close anybody. you I'm continue. sure you
0: could picture him and it would probably be right. And so for one of the pizzas, he decides to make broccoli rob and he's making it. And he goes, my grandmother has made me broccoli rob basically every day of my life. So this is for you, grandma. And I'm like, all right, I forgot. Number one. Yeah, I bet she did, you fucking asshole. And number 2, I forgot yeah. that the real Italian American point is not to have sons, but is to have grandsons.
1: Oh, truly. It's like that weird cycle. Like it's like once I mean like not that they don't spoil their sons, but it's just it continue
2: it, That's what it is truly watching It's so being real really sick
0: of Nate. She's like I need a grandson like yeah. now. I-
2: yeah, <laughs> it is,
1: it's it's that thing though where it's so wild watching that cycle perpetuate itself in real life, and then watching your mom and your aunt like be super resentful of it, and then continue to perpetuate it, and being like, are any of us gonna learn? 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 And the answer is no, and that's why I'm not having. She's date.
2: just gonna any. show up and be the reason why Nate gets like a stable girlfriend or boyfriend who never Let leaves because Nate have they're it. just gonna Let, have to make it happen. Were
0: there any children of Dionysus in the Percy Jackson series?
2: Uh I don't know enough about it to say. Do anyone know? in the chat know? I, wasn't I don't think it. so. No, I just read a. Um, okay, actually,
0: there
2: were. we're Let Nate go. have one of those. Yes. When does Dionysus get a kid? I forget.
0: Not in the mess, I don't know. Dionysus
2: in... had
1: incredible Grunkle Stan vibes, which was like the only thing I really remember about the series, but it was actually really fun.
0: Actually, I'm just waiting for the last chapter because I fast-passed Laura Olympus. I'm just waiting for the last chapter to come out publicly because it's uh, emotionally for me just like an... <laughs> oh, let's. we don't have time to unpack all of that. Um,
2: so what was the next question? Right, somebody
0: ask us a question. We've got answers. I do have a question that says who, exactly. which Legends couple gets to seventh base filling out medical paperwork. <laughs> And I'm like, it would be very strange oh. that all the Legends are in 7th base with Rey and or Ava. Just like, see? Here's oh God, what you yeah. for your copay. I don't know what that means.
2: Isn't it just Gideon who did all of their insurance paperwork for them because otherwise have they're going to die? Yeah, that's right.
0: Legends really is, whoa, I Listen, had mustard.
2: They do live in the United States and they are technically required to have insurance. I'm just saying. Um, somebody
0: just pointed out what? in the chat, they said his children are called Pollux and Castor, and I'm upset because that sounds a bit too homestuck well,
2: Yeah, I definitely, I straight up just forgot well, those two existed. Yes, Press well, F. yes you're right, because the, the, the
1: Gemini troll, actually, funnily enough, is called Solix Captor. So, like, um, I, we're not going to talk about Homestuck for long, I promise. But wasn't <laughs> that, um, weren't those the children of Leda? For male, or am I thinking of something else?
2: It might I think be.
0: those yeah, are supposed to be Leda's. They're either Leda's children or like an Andromeda's other brothers. I can't remember. Um, someone asked, I had a question for Ari. If Zari 2.0 were a Pokemon gym leader, what would her type specialty be? I know what my answer is.
1: Um, it's that thing where it's like, Fairy seems like such a cop-out. Um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> want to say, I honestly want to go for like Jasmine vibes and say Steel, But because I always kind of have Mitra, I think of Mitra as like a Venusaur, um, because it's the closest analog design-wise. I do like the idea for having a grass team, especially because she's like, I have to be out in fucking nature. I mean, trees, everywhere trees? What the hell is this place? And like, still being like this super like dolled up businesswoman and just like her gym is just like a a greenhouse.
0: I also really like her as dragon, because also she and Rayhan have very similar energy.
1: Yes. Oh, God, I love Rayhan. Um yeah uh, oh my god shit they really have a lot in common fuck that's really cute um oh dear yeah okay fair enough well cuz like i mean we're literally like it's like yeah absolutely like um that's so cute um i do think dragon would yeah cuz she did get a dragon but i do i do i do also like the idea of her having so to have sure. like having to like more, seems in more like
0: a beauty contest person than a gym leader zari 1.0 mean, is a uh, 2.0 is a beauty contest
1: Yes, coordinator. They, the anime called them coordinators. Um,
0: that, or she's the dragon gym leader and also beauty coordinator.
1: Yes, well, you have Iris. She has like um, Iris from Black and White two vibes. So Iris is also like not white. Like they don't like specifically say black because it's Pokemon, but like she's like dark skinned.
0: Um. Yeah. Love Pokemon her. has a Pokemon has kind of an issue with that. Eh, haven't they been ha- haven't eh, the this is... Is having an issue with that? Not again
1: this is not but like it's not there are they try hard but it's not the kind of series that brings up any issues like it's not like it's the thing where it's like they're not I mean I, frankly I'm really glad they don't try to have a racism metaphor or anything like that there are a decent amount of Dark-skinned characters in Pokemon, yeah, but they and po don't like. like they... Clyde are Helen's brothers. Yeah, Clyde, Amnestra, and Ellen. Um, that is something where Pokemon just doesn't really have like real-world racial analogs because it's supposed to be like its own thing. But you know, they did. I do, I have to say, I appreciate the fact that they made what seems like a very deliberate effort to make a lot of people in the UK-themed region, like, non-white, um, you know, and not do that thing that a lot of fucking American and British stuff that should know fucking better, uh, do, where it's like, well, it wouldn't be historically accurate to have, like, black people here right now, where it's just, like, the, the champion's black, your rival's black, your Rihan's black, like, they don't, they don't use, like, they don't, because it's, it's a fantasy world game for children. And also I wouldn't want them to do that because it's not really their place to, but it could be so much worse. And they haven't done anything actively offensive except for jinx. Jinx was bad. Uh, jinx is bad, but that was 25 years ago. Not that it wasn't bad and not that it isn't still bad. And I kind of just wish they'd um, just get rid of the uh, design. Little
0: Rachel. But that's you point out that, not a question, but I had subtitles on for a good number of the episodes and a lot of John's Latin was pretty accurate. Damn. Um, so actually, as I watched Doom Patrol and they brought in um, the character who even in comics was essentially written to just be a John Constantine stand in. And yeah. the way they did him, I was like, there's no reason legends can't do this. Like when he casts a spell, he uses like hot sauce and like the thing he uses to keep angels out is like a crucifix. And he does like love me do because it's all about like intent. And I was like. I think Matt could actually have a lot of fun with that. I think he's charismatic. Matt Ryan is nothing if not charismatic. I think, unfortunately, Matt Ryan yeah. is like 20 charisma.
1: Yeah, and like <laughs> negative one intelligence. And that's
0: not his fault. That's God's fault. No. Um, <laughs> um I don't think Phil is a classic major. I think Phil went to UCLA for screenwriting, and here we are. <laughs>
2: Yeah. UCLA is an interesting place. I think Phil place. is the
0: white guy at UCLA that we all know. That was Phil, and here he is.
1: And here we are. Together.
0: Oh, apparently Matt is he a nerd. Also... Okay, so apparently Matt is... Apparently Matt wants to do it. I mean...
2: I mean, that's why Matt and Tala are so funny, because they're just theater geeks. I
0: love when Nick Zano was like, I love seeing Matt and Tala together, because they're both theater geeks. And I'm like, hey... Guy whose grandma makes him broccoli rob almost every day of his life. Shut up.
1: Profoundly and truly, shut up. God.
2: It's also just wild knowing that Phil started on Veronica Mars. Yeah, like, actually, first, you know what? like let's, that let's just cracks just talk, me up. Let's
0: now that we're here. Now that we're winding down, let's just talk a little bit about drama because I, for one, want to say that fucking Ray, not Ray, Brandon knows Phil from Chuck. They've known each other for a long time. And like had a good relationship, <laughs> and then Brandon fucking betrayed him.:
2: It's like fucking high school, man.
0: Where I'm like, I expected better of you people. I guess I'm a loser for that too.: I guess I'm a loser for that too.
1: Don't bother showing up tomorrow. I'll just tell them you all died in a contract negotiation.
0: Brandon Roth has always been there for us when it was convenient I for was him) convenient for- Oh, no, that should be the episode. I would make that the, the episode title, but I don't want him Googling himself and finding us.
2: I mean, again, I firmly believe that someone in the writer's room has absolutely heard a few episodes, as terrifying as that. You know, is.
0: at some point, you can only... You gotta live the life you have. We can't live in fear. That's what Rent is about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I'm just... You know what, never mind. Um, <laughs> imagining, though, if the... Uh, whoever the sad intern is just happens to follow you because of your gif set oh
0: yes of course and of course i was looking up the legends me saying when the legends writers made that really nice thread to Maisie, me looking at and going is that my gif wasn't even like malicious like people were adding them like hey that's rachel's gif and like i don't really mind because like i won't tell you not to bully them I mean, I don't actively, well, then I'm then not Brandon I'm not going to actively. They did ask
2: for credit so they could credit people. And then they people. didn't credit,
0: they did but, not, like... here's why I think they might know who I am. Because they didn't credit me. <laughs> <laughs> just... Where I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they might not have it's your gift set, but still might know who you are. Um, and the other thing is, like, I didn't mean it in a malicious way. I literally just mentioned it in that way when, like, Sophie Turner was talking about the coffee cup in Game of Thrones. And she was saying that Nicolaj, they have, like, a sort of mains group chat. And was like, great episode, everybody. Looks amazing. Was that a coffee cup? Yeah. Where I'm like, this is so sweet. I'm glad you guys love Maisie. And we're like, Maisie, we will do anything. Please come back. And I'm like, obviously, you wouldn't do anything. But they want her back so bad. It's kind of funny. I'm like, wow, beautiful thread. Glad they like, glad they love Maisie so much. This really warms my heart. Is that my (laughs) gif?
2: I, yeah. Um, so we do wanna ask though, we were gonna throw around ideas for yes. other possible shows.
0: So here are some things uh, that are just
2: episodes. Like
0: up. We are definitely going to be doing a watch for Ari and I a rewatch for Sahara first time of Yu Gi Oh the Abridged series and we're probably gonna do a podcast episode for it. I'm not sure if we're gonna do it every five episodes, every ten episodes. Oh god. Because there's like eighty episodes now.
1: There's, there's a lot so of fucking episodes. He's it might
2: just be done. that, like, I sit there and, like, ten and just, like, binge until I can't binge anymore, and then I'm like, all right, time to discuss. It's pretty
0: I mean, again, the episodes are, like, five minutes long. They get longer long, as, as for, he like, goes on episodes. because he's getting more into the... it
1: yeah. goes over, like, 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, th- no, I, but nothing's over 15 minutes. I mean, we should all sit down and, like, on, like, Zoom or Cosme and do it just, like, in a in a yes. fucking clap. Yeah. Um, starting Tuesdays just, yeah. at 9pm Eastern Time, when Legends would have been, um, I'm going to be, I'm actually playing it now, but you can't see it, I'm going to be streaming Red Dead Redemption 2 from the very beginning, hopefully through the end of the epilogue, um, on Twitch, mm-hmm. and I know that Ari and Sahara are probably just gonna call in Whenever. <laughs> Just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I will, I will come in and hang Our out is, with you, basically. I mean, here's the thing, is that, like, I, I'm not funny on my own. I'm only funny with other people.
2: Mood. <laughs> Sounds fake, but okay.
0: I'm either fu-
1: I, The only time I'm funny on my own is when I'm talking to myself, and that's <laughs> never like, a like, good It's like, one, yes, this self. is funny, but it's also uncomfortable. So we're doing Let's Plays um we've talked we do have a couple other podcast ideas we have been kicking around but it's one of those things where it's like it totally depends on how the other ones go um and how much we do with the other two ones um we are going to get back to Mint and box if you were listening to that i promise i really want to do it especially
0: mostly because i want to get into the new york toy fair but like that's yeah you guys all have to stream the fuck out of Mint and box so we can get into the toy fair next year but that's neither here nor there um i can i can pay that that They won't know um that's true What do you want to hear? Yeah, guys, what do you want to hear us? Yeah, if you guys have suggestions, um to the person who's saying that you will watch us play RDR if If I don't blow up my horse, I want you to know I have never once killed a horse on purpose. However, that being said (sighs) That sounds like someone who killed a horse Um, would say. That being said, I have through my um I've played Red Dead Redemption one, like four or five times, and I've played Red Dead Redemption two all the way through once. Um, and I am now on horses, I am now on my 40, the, the horse that would be here, would, I name all of my horses except this one because she's special and I found her, uh, Butterscotch. And I am on my 42nd Butterscotch, and I just want to say in advance, R.I.P. Butterscotch is 42.
1: Just, just, you know, like, preemptively get that out there. It's called being proactive. My bad. My bad.
0: Um, and if you want, like, lore analysis of the Red Dead Redemption franchise, you're also going to get that as well.
1: Serious lore analysis. We, I mean, it, effectively, this show is just us ser- doing serious lore analysis and for look where that of Tomorrow, which, got which, oh so We
0: actually want to do an episode where we maybe record this twice a month, which is one of us um, has something that we watch that nobody else has watched or something like that.
1: Like the other person hasn't so watched, called, so I have to explain things
0: like that. So Special Interest, and we're going to explain, like, I would do True Blood.
1: Yeah, we're, we, yeah, I know we, we did have, I don't remember what the actual title was, I think we came up with something, doesn't matter, but yes, yeah, like like basically things where it's like, we know a little bit about this, because the other person has talked about it, but like, not enough. Um, Which would be a good, you know, it's basically just like an example to be like, hey, all those things that we mentioned mm-hmm. in passing um, on this podcast, we're going to do episodes to talk about those exclusively. Like,
2: and I just spend all my time learning how TV works. So if people have questions, yeah, we can I was, do an episode about that. <laughs>
1: I, I want to do more like TV, like even just like nuts and bolts TV stuff with you, because you are so good at it, honestly.
2: It's helpful to know because Legends Chaos, there's always yeah. something going on behind the scenes. And even just like today, I was listening. So I mentioned in the chat, but I was listening to this really good interview with the current showrunner of SVU. And he's the one who actually is why they call SVU like SVU 2.0. Like, it's still cop ganda, but it's, like, let's not be awful anymore and have, like, shitty jokes by our characters, which I appreciate. But he was talking about how, like, for him, he has bought – last season, five of the writers were all completely new. They'd never written an episode of TV, and other showrunners were like, dude, that's a lot of work. Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, like, I want to be there to mentor that. So I think there's a lot to talk about in context of writing and crews and just all this other stuff that, like – Unless you look it up, you don't learn, because why would you? And yeah. so it helps inform, like, what's happening, because when we think of, like, edits, too, like, like yeah, Phil and um, the other showrunners have the final say, but, like, the person doing the actual edits, we don't even know their names. Yeah. So there's just so much that goes into making TV that, like, it's not at all talked about.
0: Yep. Um, so that's Mate. what's coming up. Yep.
1: Look forward Thanks to it. Thanks
0: for sticking around with us for this season, and maybe we'll see you all on Legends in Review yep. in a fucking year. For three years, incidentally. Cannot stress
1: with enough. We've been doing this for three years. Like, what the fuck? And thank
2: you so much for listening to this for three years. Three and a half, actually. Is, and three hours, funnily enough. It's, it's a group, it's a lot of threes happening right now. Yeah, three years, three, three hours, states. three people. I, yeah. I mean,
0: if we were gonna <laughs> oh, say, shit. I think Aria's diners, Sahara's drive-ins, and I'm Dives. <laughs> I was
1: like, we're, okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, there we go. Um, and on that note... Um, Thanks for joining us.
0: Bye! Yeah. Good See night. You. Night. Sleep well. Be safe.